Hey, this is Johnny Damon, your favorite caveman from the 2004 world champion Boston Red Sox. You're listening to Boston's Big Three Podcast presented by Ride the Wave Media. Let's go, Babs. Let's go. Can you see by the dawn's early light? What so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous night. Bye. Oh, the ramparts we watch were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that the flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yeah, for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Of the brave. Welcome to episode 101, Boston's Big Three, presented by Fubo TV. Team USA just won gold seconds ago across, across the Pacific Ocean, like thousands of miles away from us, but Team USA just secured gold. Thank God. They were doubted. They were doubted. They looked oh, sloppy. Oh, absolutely. Exhibition games don't matter to them. Doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't they, matter. They played this tournament not to perfection, not uh, the way that Team USA basketball normally plays, but they got the gold, and that's what matters. Uh, I don't know how long we want to spend on this. Jason Tatum was the only Boston uh, Celtic on that team, but uh, he did have a good, good gold medal game. I had ten plus points, helped uh, carry the way or lead the way with with Kevin Durant, which is a ton of fun, but. I think my favorite thing from this tournament is just watching all these all-stars play together. I mean, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't pretty, but it was really entertaining. It always is. Team USA ball. Injury-free for Jason Tatum. Get out of there. You're done. Get out of Tokyo. Go get out of there. No COVID, no nothing. Go home. Put yourself in a bubble for a couple months. He's got a gold medal on the resume now. That's pretty cool. Got a gold medal. That's good for Jason Tatum. And you know what? Kevin Durant, he carried the team. Kevin Durant, he's that good. Let me let me raise you this question. It wasn't on our topic list, but let me ask you: Is Kevin Durant the, be- the is Kevin Durant the best Team USA basketball player of all time now? No. 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 You got over all time. All time. All time. How all many time. medals does how many gold medals does he have now? He's got three gold medals now. No. Who is? Who's your number one? There's only one other option, but I'll, I'll argue it. But no, because that's a dream team. I feel like okay, so I'll, you know what? I'll I'll give it to you. You know why? Basketball has gotten more competitive oh, yeah, over the last absolutely. like twenty years in terms of across the countries. It's not like you could just put that whole dream team together and you're playing a bunch of nobodies, right? Yeah. Well, so I, I will give you that. Far from a dream team. But I, you can't just come out and say, "Oh, is he the greatest of all time?" Like, like, dude, these are the NBA Gre- players out there. Olympic, like, they to- greatest Team USA player of all time. So it's the the list. Uh, shortened like it's either him or it's either carmelo anthony mellow 
That, those are the only two options, and I, I would argue KD at this point because he's just the, the purest scorer ever. I'll put KD. I'll just just because he can, I know he carried him. I know yeah. he carried him for the last. He outs, like, he outscored Carmelo Anthony. I think it took Melo something like forty something games to get to his point total. Where is that? Kate took KD like ten games less. I mean, we just literally talked about this yeah. right beforehand, the game before in the semifinals. They were down like 16, 14 points yeah. that game. They're down fourteen, and KD got him right back in it. He's carrying him. But he's Kevin Durant, now the leading scorer in Team USA men's basketball I, history. I do have this gripe with the Olympics. Uh, What's your gripe? Or with the basketball. I couldn't watch the semifinals game because it's wow. like it was Peacock. It's like you had to watch it on Peacock. You it, had was on, to have it was Peacock. on NBC Sports. That, no, that was no, no. I was at the sports book and they didn't have it on. Then I went to the hotel room and I couldn't find it. I could not watch that semifinals game. Yeah, you, you had to have the app. I, like, I thought I had to get Peacock, so I downloaded that app. I, I kind of agree with this gripe for you. It took me the longest time to figure out how to watch this game without paying anything because I, I pulled, I downloaded Peacock and then I tried to pull up the game. Cause it's like the first thing headlined on the app happens. Oh, you need a, you need a premium subscription. I've already got so many subscriptions as is. I don't need, I don't need another one. So I get download. I didn't even have to download it. I already have the NBC sports app on my phone. So you open that one, like use your, your cable subscription or uh, TV provider. And then, then you can watch it for free on there. Not I mean, I had, I had 500, I had 500 on the game and I want to watch it. <laughs> Good thing. I kind of didn't watch it because of yeah. just how the game is going. I don't know. I also will say this about the Olympics. Everyone keeps asking my opinions about it. I, I could really care less about the Olympics. I'm not really? an Olympics guy. I do not. I, I'm I don't buy Olympics into the guy. whole, Oh, support your country and sports. Yeah. I do know this. Like I know the whole Simone Biles topic gets brought up and, and I do agree, you know, these individual athletes work very hard, train very hard every single day, have no social life for these big moments. So I'm not completely shitting on them to go out there and say, like, I don't care that way. It's just I'm not going to sit down and watch gymnastics. I'm not going to go sit down right. and watch swimming like I just but you'll, I'm not you'll doing watch that. the ones you're interested in, though, because they're on. I mean, I really didn't watch basketball. Really? It just didn't interest me. Have you watched anything, anything other than basketball? I just feel like there's I've, no. I've turned the TV on like right as I'm going to bed because of the weird time zone difference and just watch whatever sports are on. Michelle had like gymnastics on and I watched a little <laughs> bit. It's just like I, I just turned over, and went to bed like I just I could care less. I think yeah. also maybe because of the time difference. Yeah, I've been going to bed early, dude. Like I'm, it, I'm, I'm it's old, brutal for so. East Coast because yeah, throughout the night like this was I don't know what time this game was on. I think it's a 10 a.m. game for them basically over there. Maybe also it's because of covid and how there's no fans there. Like I like yeah. to see the countries be represented by their fans. Right. Exactly. I, there are fans there. Like I've, I know I've seen it like, but it's, I want packed houses. Yeah. Like that's and what I want to see. To go there. back to your original point. Like I love the Olympics because I'm like, I'm a biracial dude. I love watching like the team USA, like athletes compete. Team USA is always the most represented team at the Olympics every year uh, of my lifetime, at least. And then like, I'm Japanese as well. So I love watching what the Japanese dudes are doing, seeing what guys with the, the same last name as me are, are up to. It's pretty fun. So what's your most favorite Olympic sport across the board? Number one, what is it? It's got to be basketball just because how dominant Team USA has been. But but now that baseball's there, it's a close second. Um, I'll say it's some of the weird ones I've watched. Like I was talking about the late night ones. Like I turned on I turned on NBC and I was watching uh, synchronized diving, which was just I didn't get it. The the uh, the commentator was like some synchronized diving champion of the world it's just the same lady saying the same things over and over again not even like commentating on what the sport was just saying like oh that was a good dive oh oh they're gonna lose some points there 
And then uh, I think my favorite one thus far that I, I can honestly say I haven't watched in the last 10 years, water polo. I had a time watching water polo. That was fun. Team USA, I don't know what they ended up doing, but the one game I watched, they came from behind by like four goals and ended up winning it. Pretty cool. My favorite Olympic sport is not a summer Olympic sport. It's a winter Olympic sport. I Trick question there, man. I asked you what your favorite Olympic sport was. I never said summer or winter. I just said Olympic sport. I'm assuming you want to know summer. We're talking winter Olympics. The winter Olympics are by far my favorite like event in the world. All right, curling. Your, curling. Curling. Love that's, curling. Curling. That's your favorite Olympic sport. Yes, hundred percent. I. That's the. That's the one Olympic like sport. Don't care that if the curling's on, I watch curling. I will watch. Wow. I will watch any team, women's and men's. I will wasn't watch both men, curling. Wasn't the men's U.S. team that won gold uh, two or three years ago now? Yeah, were, uh, I think yeah. Two, two of those guys ago. are from Massachusetts. Yep. It's pretty cool. Support my hometown boy. Hey, absolutely. Yeah. Support the comedy. I don't know always. what it's about curling. I think it's just the strategy behind it. Like it's just it's it's it's. And it's like anybody can be a curler. You don't have to be an athlete to do right. curling. It's like a that's party. what I like, like about the, it. What's the one you play at the bar? The long one, the same same kind of thing. Uh, snook something like snookers. Shuffleboard or something. Shuffleboard. Oh yeah, shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. Like, is that right? the, yeah. It's like the long one with the little like sand stuff at it, like every other same bar. Thing. Yeah, but I like those ones. But I I like curling because it seems like a party game. Yeah, I just feel like anybody can get into it. Right. There's a lot of strategy behind it. But the problem is, if I want to go curling, where the heck do you go curling? <laughs> there's there's got to be like a curling gym. Is that the they, thing? They, they have curling like arenas. They, uh, they have, it's, I mean, it's a northeast, it's a northern thing. Maybe that's why. And, all right. And just to, to finish up on the Olympics, you know what my favorite part about the Olympics being pushed back a year this past year are? What? As soon as these Summer Olympics are over... The Winter Olympics are like five months away. Yeah. Which is uh, super cool. And I'll be right into curling. And you know what? When that time comes, I'll be yeah. covering curling nonstop. Every time we curling. come on here, I'll be talking Spike, about it. The Spike King will be the curling king. The curling five king. Five months. Curling king is coming. I'm excited if for I, that. Like, what I like about curling is I bet if I just started picking it up and started doing it, I'd probably be in the Olympics in a couple oh, of years. I, bet you, I mean, if you, put, if you put enough effort into anything, why not? Why not? But that's a ton of fun. We, we love the Olympics. We're happy uh, that they are still going on. But I think it's time to jump right into some Boston stuff. I mean, we were talking about Jason Tatum and Team USA winning gold just now. Jason Tatum's got some new team- teammates. He's got a, a, a new league around him, basically. A lot of new teams in the East. A lot of new uh, faces coming East. A lot of new guys going West. Um, so free agency has been kind of a, a blunder thus far, I think, for the Celtics. I think a lot of Celtics fans would – probably agree with that there's not been a lot to get excited for thus far drd is rattled like i have been seeing Frustrated. his like you can just see how he already is setting the tone for the next season yeah. he's saying this is just a, a bridge season nothing's happening that's he's like he, that's grd like that's yeah. the hype man the only thing he has pretty much going for him is just jason Tatum winning the mvp like that's right. just the only thing that you're going to be rooting for on like he a knows that they're not going to be doing anything and I think I've seen this idea floating around on Twitter a lot because that's where I get all my Celtics news from. I'm not like I'm not the basketball guy here. I love watching the Celtics. I think I'm definitely going to be tuned out to the Celtics uh, this season based on what I've seen so far. Like I'll have them on. I'll know the scores. I'll know if they won or lost. But uh, it's not going to be a team that I'm like traveling. I'm not going to be 
like going to every game that I can to get to, to see what's going on with the Boston. But then Celtics. you're going to fall in love with them because you're putting this in your mindset right. now. That, gonna like, go this like team's not going to do anything. Then <laughs> all of a sudden they go, yeah, they go on a 10 game win streak or something. And this team yep. just starts like putting it together. And then yeah. you're just like, or they make a, some sort of trade at the deadline finally for the first yeah. time in so long. And you're like, Oh wow. Like this team's actually going to go do something. And that's what I was saying is like, I think, like what they're doing right now is setting up for next year, right? That's like, because what do you, what do you do with a bridge season? You use it to cross over to the next. Lower the bar, lower those expectations because what the expectations are Eastern conference finals every single year, Eastern conference finals, you need to get the NBA finals. The Celtics are kind of saying like new coach, new GM, let's put the bar back low. Like let's, playoffs is just your bar now like right. playoffs just getting there just the eight seed seven and the seed. thing about the celtics before this streak of um what four eastern conference finals in five years six years something like that that bar was where it's at now like they weren't expected to get past the first second round and then keep finding themselves but that's, in the that's this finals. is bullshit like what a cop out with toby because it's like this team has put out a uh, they put out a team to say, we need to go to the NBA finals. We need to go to the Eastern conference finals. All of a sudden it's like, Hey, the bar set loads a bridge year and all the green teamers are accepting it. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to be good this year. W- what is this? Like you should be going for the NBA finals yeah. every year. It's just, it bull- it's just bullshit that this is such a cop out and the green teamers out there, the biased green teamers out there are just going to be like, yeah, I mean, Babs, it's a, it's a, it's a bridge year. Oh, we're not, we're not trying this year. Look at the team we have around us. It's just like yeah. such a cop out. So I mean, stupid. Yeah, it is. It is kind of odd seeing everyone already like rolling over. Everyone's packed it in. Like yeah. no one cares about this. We haven't even seen up. this team take the court yet. We've barely even seen summer league action from the rookies. <laughs> and that's why I'm going opposite. And I said, that's that's when the unexpected happens. Right. And that's when the team goes on a run, and everyone's on top of it. And right. like, oh wow! Instead of being projected eight seed, we you're now a projected four seed, yeah, and you're like, oh, we shouldn't have four. been there. Although you've been a four seed, three seed, two seed for the last like six years. So what were they this year? Seven. They were, seven? They were yeah, in the they playoff. They're playing yeah. playing game. Yes, yeah, tough, but. Looking around the league, it, you kind of get jealous as a, as a Celtics fan. Like, we're both Celtics fans here. You see what all these other teams are doing. Look at the Chicago Bulls. All the guys that they've landed, the Miami Heat, the Lakers, all these teams are stacking up, and the Celtics are just kind of standing by, sign Ennis Cantor. Not going to help us. Who's that, who's, who's that going to help? They need to resign Taco Fall. They, they can't Is Taco a free agent? He's a free agent. I don't think they're signing him. I think it's over. <laughs> Oh, that's not good. I was going to say, you got that on your arm. I felt like them getting Cantor back would maybe be a way for Taco to sign. Yeah, because they're they're good buddies. Because they're very, very good buddies with each other. So I saw that move and I was like, maybe maybe they can do it. Maybe it's a a setup move. What do you think of Evan Fournier's contract? I see the money and I'm just like, the the NBA money is ridiculous. NBA money is insane. Especially for like the short term. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. Let the other um, teams spend yeah, the money. But yeah, one of those teams I didn't mention, the Knicks, where our boy, my boy, Kemba Walker, is going to be playing for. I would, I'm happy for him. Like, I will never cheer for a New York team. Like, Wait a minute. He's I going think, to the Knicks now? He went from Oklahoma City home? Yeah. How so many you, days was he an Oklahoma City fan? Uh, uh, I don't even know. A player. Maybe a month, 40 days? month and a half? How, how long has Al Horford been back? Same, same amount of time. Because Moses, I think they got rid of uh, Moses Brown for they got, the Celtics, they, right? They did get rid of Moses, too. It was the same day, so the same amount yeah. of days, I think. But... You, you know me. You know where my loyalties lie. You know that I will never cheer for a team from that godforsaken state. But I'll support my guy. 
Kemba Walker is my boy for life. And he, he runs MSG. I, I think that needs to be notated through and through that Kemba Walker is the best player to play in MSG since Carmelo Anthony. So. How do you think he's going to do against the Celtics then this year? Nick's, Nick's Celtics games. I don't know. I think he, he could – I don't think he's going to go off. He's not going to, like, be out for blood against the Celtics. Like, he's definitely boys. Like, Kemba's one of those players you're not seeing and you're like, I'm going to give that guy a 50-piece every night. Granted, he's not the best defender in the, a league full of, of tall superstars now, but – um, I think he could give the Celtics. He could give the Celtics twenty every every given uh, game but, we play against them. We're going to see him a lot. So, I mean, I, I just think about well, you got Julius Randle on that team. Julius, yeah, he's the Fournier. he's a centerpiece. You got Kemba. You got Fournier. You got you got they, yeah, they're, they're moving. They're moving forth, the needle. Literally. They're they're moving the needle. Yeah. They are moving the needle. Celtics are moving the needle the opposite way. Yeah. Well, the, the Knicks literally had the Celtics starting backcourt from the second half of the season last year. In, just, in Evan and Kemba. It's just, what are the Celtics, Brendan, what are the Celtics going to do the next offseason? Like, what are, we, what are we looking forward to? It's Bradley Beal. Wait, can you speak up a little bit? I couldn't hear you. It's, it's Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal? It's got to be Brad Beal. Like, we were talking about this. Like, this has to be the setup move. Like you are clearing cap space to go after a big fish, and there's I don't I haven't seen the list, but si- significantly better big fish in next year's market. You don't sign Bradley Beal, what happens? Then then we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna run. Into I don't a, like this whole. Problem. Well, we're clearing space for to make room for this player that we for hope to sign right. for potential. Well, that's and what I run into. Remember. Is Boston truly a landing spot it's for free not. agents? It really so come on, Brad Stevens. Who's the who's the last big free agent? I think Kemba's the last big free agent we've signed. Kemba, it's Kemba. That's not a great look. I think it's Gordon Al Horford, Gordon Al Hayward, Horford. Kemba Walker. That's not those are not names. Those are not. Well, those are the the big three signings but we've those had. Are not, those are not years. good names to say. Like that's that's the attraction. Al Horford, Kemba Walker. Well, well Jason Tatum. Hey, look at that. They dumped mm-hmm. them quick. They got yeah. rid of them quick. So. Jason How's the Tatum's loyal- the guy that There's people the loyalty. want to play with now, though, right? Jason Tatum's a guy that people want to play with. Is that guy just collecting paychecks for the next couple of years on his contract? So see you later. I mean, Paul Pierce did the same thing in his Celtics I career. I mean, I I believe I, again. I'm I'm optimistic in the Celtics in the sense that Jason Tatum has say, Brown has say. Yeah. They they're 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 in Stevens' ear. They they know what's going on as well too. Hey, you know what? I'm not offended if they just say, you know what? This next year, heal up. Take right. your time. Don't worry about winning MVP. Don't worry about putting up 50 burgers every night. Just take your time. Stay craft healthy. your game yep. because it's that's better. the next year is the year we're making the move. Right. Because listen, Nets are going to put their team together. The Bucks are going to try to go to repeat. The Knicks are doing this. The Bulls have this. Eastern Conference getting a little bit, you know, a little. Eastern Conference is, is uh, white water right now. It's tough. It's going to be tough to get navigate. Let's, let's see how everyone else let them. Let them just let's go through the season. Yeah. Like I said this last year. Did it, let's go back to last season. They should have just fucking tanked. They should have pulled the plug. They should have let everybody rest. That's what they should have done. They should have got a better pick and so be it. But Babs, now that Tatum's a guy, I know I think you already said this, but if they're like a fairly above five hundred team, Tatum could best round average 36, 37, be MVP. Add that to the resume too. 
then I you think, got. I think Jason Tatum's due for an MVP. I, I might have said this in the past. I think he'll get some votes. I think he's due I, for an MVP season eventually. Yeah. Because I think Cause, everything's going to revolve around him. That's what this Boston Celtics team is built for. It's not to be built around, um, like I know a lot of people will say it's the pair of Jalen and Jason. Yes and no, like it's the J combo, it's the zero and seven, it's the J's, but what, fire and ice is the other nickname they have. But just look at the contracts. You look at the, the talent level, you took, look at like the production level. Uh, the time that these guys spend on the floor, like Jalen Brown's had some injuries the last few years. Like the last time Jason Tatum has missed significant time was because of COVID. And you really can't do anything against that. You, you just don't want to play the sitting game. Like you eventually you have to sell out for a championship, right. one championship. That's it. That's it. Just one championship. That's all you That's need. All the people want. Because you, 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 you people out there that like want to build this championship caliber team, and it's happened in the NBA, like say the Warriors, like they they built that, right? You, or the Who, Bucks, the, they, way, the Bucks pretty much built that as well too. The Warriors are going to be, they're going to be back this year. They are going to be back. They are going to be back. I'm just saying that you haven't done anything since 2008 for a championship. Yeah. You went to the finals in 2010, and you play this this game of like we're building a team, we're building a team, we're building a team, we're here, we're here. We're here. Uh, we're going to start taking a step back, step back. It's like you need yeah. to just sell out. The NBA is about selling out. The NBA is selling out. Get your one ring. Guess what? Giannis got his ring. They brought some pieces around there. Which, by the way, I don't even think we've been here since he won that ring. We, he hasn't. We'll talk was, about it in a second. Unbelievable. unbelievable. We'll talk about it now. Yeah. I think his performance, and I said this, is better than any of LeBron James' championship performances. Even in those series, even including the three to one series, because I, I look at it this one. way. Okay. So I looked at, I think I might have the stats here. Cause I wrote this down. Are you sure we didn't talk about this? I wrote it down. Cause I think we were going to talk about it. And then I just kept pushing it back. I did write this <laughs> down. I actually have this down. Please. I have this somewhere in my notes, but he dropped a 50 piece in a closeout game six. That's on honest. Giannis, that's, that's yes. Insane. LeBron James wasn't wow. doing that. Le, Le, yeah. LeBron James, LeBron James had Kyrie Irving. LeBron James yeah. didn't have. Kyrie. But listen, listen. Le, LeBron did drop fifty. In that. Okay. You played the Phoenix Suns in the championship, which yes, they had a great season, but they were the best. They were the best team. They were healthy. It's the Phoenix Suns, though. You look at the team LeBron played, which is arguably the greatest team ever assembled. Okay, with Tabi. Also, at the same time. The Bucs were down 0-2 in that series, yeah. and they had to win four straight, four straight games in the NBA Finals cool. to win that. Also, Giannis was hurt in the, the Hawks series. Yeah, we didn't talk, even think, we, we, we talked, talked heavy. We said, is this over? Are they yeah. done with? And he went on a dominant run. Why do I not have this saved? This pisses me off because I had this, because uh, I was arguing with people on Twitter about <laughs> it. I, I just look at it, it was dominance performance. Like, yeah, three ones cool. Also, Draymond Green didn't play in game five, like for the Warriors that season. Yeah, but he played in game six. He missed six out because he got the te- technical or foul or whatever, and he got kicked out. He played in game six and seven, though. He did, but the momentum switches a little bit. But it's, that's still two games. And those games are all like defensive games, too. I, I was looking at back on that as well, too. The, the highlight of, the, of LeBron's finals career. Yeah, all right, I got it right here. I got it right here. I have it. I knew I have right, it. What, what was your thought? Okay. 2016 LeBron James. These are the points. Remember, LeBron played seven games. Okay, guys? Yep. Seven. 23 points, 
19 points, 32 points, 25 points. That's the first four games. With no Draymond Green, he scored 41. Then he scored 41 again, and he scored 27. Seven games. So in game seven, closeout game, which he did have the block, blocked by James. Like that was like defense. That was a defensive game. Defensive play of the decade, arguably. Yes, I would. Great call. Yes. Don't forget he had Kyrie Irving as well, too. And there was a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk back then in 2016 that Kyrie Irving should have been the MVP. Just saying, just saying there was a lot of talk back then about that. No, 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 no. Yes, there was. I'm just saying, just saying. He should have been considered for MVP. You have to all, if you're going to count the points, look at uh, the rebounds and assists that LeBron had too. Because if I do believe he was the first player to ever average a triple double in the finals, and that was the year. 2021, Giannis, 20 points. Not 20 points in the first game. Yep. He's getting his groove back. Like he just came off the injury. Like he was, we didn't know what that Giannis was going to be. What does he do the next game? It's like 40 something, right? 42. They're down 0-2 now. And a loss, though, yeah. 41. Yep. 26. Yeah. I mean, LeBron scored 19 yeah. one game. 32 and then 50. 50. That's you're not, dominance. You're not going to change my mind on this. Like, yes, I, I respect both of those performances as all-time finals performances. Giannis's was uh, really cool because they're both homegrown players doing this both for the cities that drafted them and whatever. Um, but – LeBron's the most dominant. That was the most dominant one against the the most dominant team of the of the the decade. No, that's see, that's I don't believe in that whole. Oh, you have, you have to look. Step- you have to look at the level. Oh, of competition come on, seventy three and nine. That means nothing. The regular season means nothing. That does it, it. They're coasting through the season. They're playing bad teams. They're beating those bad teams. It means if t- if LeBron James really wanted to try and certain teams want to try, they could go 82-0 if they really wanted to. That record could be broken. I don't believe that. I, I just that don't, don't care that 73 and all, they were 73-9. and nine. Like, it's just, yeah. oh, it's 3-1. to one. Like, it's just, they don't believe that. The best regular season records historically don't win the championship. I, we've talked Giannis, about this maybe like 40, you, 50 episodes ago. You watched ago. it, and Giannis was – Dominant. He was dominant. You can, you couldn't do anything against them, but but I will say this: I think that's it for his career in terms of championships. Really, in terms of MVP, he's gonna get some more accolades. He's he's just started. I think. I think they're done. I think that's a one and done Milwaukee Bucks team. That and and people could say got fortunate against Nets. Yeah, they they got very fortunate against Nets. Like I just don't see them in that Eastern Conference being able to go on a run that they just did. All right, we that's a lot of talk about Cleveland and we have a lot to talk about on this show. This is a long uh, show. We talked about it. We're gonna recall, we're gonna cycle back to the namesake of the show, Boston. New England Patriots are back. They've been back. You're front row. What's going on in New England? What's going on down in Foxborough? Uh a whole lot of things going down yeah, in Foxborough. Fill me in, fill me in. Uh, we didn't get to, we, uh, we didn't talk about Westbrook like for for a second. We, I just want to mention. Yeah, I know you don't care. I just want to say this. It's just really quick about Westbrook. We, we put it down as a topic. Yeah, yeah. I look at that as a move for LeBron James for his longevity of his career. That he's trying to lessen some of the load. Like he always needs that other extra player that can take the ball, run with it, and this and that. LeBron James is at a point of his career. Look at the injuries he's had in like two of the last three seasons. His body might be breaking down just slightly. He's LeBron, old. 
he is getting old. He has the money to take care of his body. LeBron's chasing. If he's chasing, I know it's chasing rings. He's trying to chase ring five. He's chasing the most points scored of all time. Number one, and he'll get that eventually. And number two, he wants to play with the sun and that's coming soon. He wants to make sure that he can coast for the next couple of years to get to that point. It'll be a little Ken Griffey piece. New England Patriots. Ah, New England. They're back. I'm excited. So we actually haven't talked. It's been July 16th. It was yeah, last time. Yeah, training camp happened. So training camp day one. All right. Well, you look like set. you got some sun while you were there. I right, look. If it, look at this. Oh man. You're watching on YouTube, guys. It, you're a, di- I, you're I am, a different shade of white up there. It's it's it's. This was at training camps. Just uh, you actually look like sun. you look like a, you got a little. Miami what do you want to talk about about the Patriots? I mean, there's a lot to talk about about the Patriots. I can go because I'm going to go all over the place. Who who's, who's the player I should be excited for? Like I I don't know a lot about the Patriots season coming up. Like I don't know. Like I know there's been a lot of roster turnover. There's been a lot of free agent signings that we've already talked about. But who's the one player that's going to get me excited to watch the Patriots this year? Cam that, Newton. Cam oh, Newton. I know Cam, Cam Newton. Newton. Cam Newton. Guys, listen up. Bill Belichick said, I am giving a clean slate this year. 2020 is in the rear view. And what does Babs do? He says, I'm giving Cam Newton a clean slate. I'm going down to training camp. I'm giving him a clean slate. I saw Cam Newton those first three days. And I said, I'm back in on him. We were in on Cam Newton last year with Tavi. People try to twist this to say, I hate Cam Newton and I slander him. There's a difference between supporting a player and critiquing a player and cam newton in every right last year three strikes are out got critiqued by me rip the posters down rip it all apart because i need to instill that back into cam newton that this is new england we don't accept defeat like that we don't accept losses now you want to come back here and sign a nice little contract and earn your money and say this is a clean slate and then when I go down to training camp and finally see you in person in the New England Patriot uniform, he, he said you I'm were back in. in person. I'm back in on him. I am Cam Newton feeds off the crowd. He needs the crowd. And it made me just look at it and think about those games. And we talked about it. How does not having a crowd affect the game? And in, in Cam Newton's case, it does. And now being this whole Cam Newton lover and supporter and the clean slate and yeah, positive well, vibes. Club. I, I feel like I was alone there last year. You were you were coming at me when I was. Panthers fans life. are coming in and say, that's the style of the game that he needs. He needs to have that. He needs to feed off the crowd of that energy. And whether that's positive and negative. And I, and I just see that he's supported down there. People want to see him succeed. You see him getting the crowd fired up, and I can't wait to see 68,000 people week one when he rushes in for a touchdown and hands that ball off, and people are like, that's the guy we need. What, what, what are they going to say when he scores that first touchdown? What are, what's the crowd reaction going to be, Babs? They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna yell and scream. They're oh, going nuts for him. I, I'm not going to be at the game. I need to see, like, I, you're probably going to be there. Ah, that's, let's go! That's, oh, that's what I like to see. Nah. I, I, <laughs> I, I will say this, like, about Cam Newton in 2020, the job was his, right? Yeah. Like he, he had no competition. Whether you can push that Stidham stuff, I'll talk about that in a second. He had no competition from start to finish. There was nobody there. He's got competition this year. He does have Mac Jones right behind him. The way that they're getting ready, they're trying to push Mac Jones to start week one right now. I don't buy that. I, I, There's I, no, I, ch- no chance. When you're, no chance. And I, and I know Cam Newton's been slipping. So day one, day two, day three, Cam Newton looked good the first four days, right? Mac Jones looked very shaky finishing those days the 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 script has flipped this past week 
They had a, like a, you know, a padded practice in the rain and Mac Jones looked great. They just had a little practice today uh, in the in-stadium practice. Cam Newton threw an interception in the end zone when the defense isn't even really trying. So that's like a little nervous. And Bill Belichick, I guess, was uh, yelling at Cam Newton. But when they set up, if you just go to like, it's just frustrating because you're arguing with people on Twitter or Instagram and they're just seeing the reports. The reports are fucking biased. And it's actually funny, like that we can go back on this last year and Boston media is biased, man. They're pushing Mac Jones. They're trying to sell Mac Jones. There are so many videos that have surfaced that I posted on reels or Instagram or Twitter that shine a good light in Cam Newton. Like he's made mistakes. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, yeah. The 50-yard bomb to Aglor, like, oh, or yeah. the trick play yeah. that I filmed. You got to shout out Pass Perfect for some of those great video clips out yeah, of Yeah, absolutely. Camp. Like, it's just like – or Cam Newton just firing up the crowd. Like, yeah. these – so what happens is the media, they're there. They have their little tent area. They can't film 11-on-11s. They can't film 7-on-7s. You have to re- – and I saw the media credential, how it works. They're not allowed to retweet this stuff. They're not allowed to show any of that stuff. So really? all this has to come from the fans. That's what I love. What do we do? Because it's like we're coming from the fan side of thing, and it's hard that the blue check marks can't really show that side of, side of Cam Newton that needs to be out there that shows that yeah. hey, that he's doing that. Um, even that today, personality and that he's good on the end. Dude, off. even today, like handing the ball off to a young kid in the crowd, like it's just he fans want to feel like just like ride the wave or spike king like fans want to feel part of the platform yeah. on social media feel included fans want to feel part of the game that's what cam newton is bringing you this season again this season cam newton is your short-term yeah. solution that we needed to see and mac jones is your long-term solution so i i am all in on cam newton i support him i don't see him failing now i did say I, this months ago. i gotta ask you a question i said wait i wait i said this months ago if Cam Newton starts and they go seven and nine, or they only win seven games, Belichick deserves to be fired. Because if he, if you have that same season that Cam Newton did and he does suck, because there's a possibility that Cam Newton still doesn't have it right, and Belichick stays with them all year, that that deserves to be scrutinized, looked at. Now you can't get fired really because you have Mac Jones behind you. Like they have at, at least well, something there. But if you look at what the Chiefs did and they had Alex Smith, who was a decent, not a, like elite quarterback in Pat Mahomes' rookie year, they rolled with him the entire year it worked out pretty good pat mahomes didn't play until the last game of the season they also were a playoff team correct and do you what, what would you agree that the patriots are a playoff team they 100 percent should right? be a exactly team. they okay. should be a playoff so that's why i think you take that method with that bill belichick's doing right now run with cam as your starter all in on cam this year because this is probably his last year in new england just just a little thing like that i would notice like this is the things you see at camp and i took a video of it and it's just and i'll post it Five likes. No one gives a shit sometimes. You have Mac Jones. You have uh, Jake Delgada or Delgada, whatever his name is. And then you have Brian Hoyer. They're all warming up together. On the opposite side of the field, you have Cam Newton. You have Bourne. You have Aguilar. You have the tight ends. You have the running backs. Like, he the is there. You can, you can see the differences between Mac and Cam of how they're running the operation. Is Mac Jones look good when he throws the ball? He's got great deep ball accuracy. He's, he's great raw talent. Just not enough to just give him the keys for week one. Yeah. Like, there's not enough to do that right now. Let Cam Newton own it for this year. I got to ask you how you got to this point of being all in on Cam because anyone who's listened to our show in the last year, anybody, anyone that's followed you on Instagram, Twitter the last year, 
knows how all in you were on Jarrett Stidham. And then I feel like all of a sudden there was just kind of this change this offseason about like once, like I want to say it was around draft night. Like, I don't even know, not even draft night. That was a long time ago. Maybe like a month or so after draft night. And Babs just like the flip switched and he's like, Jared Stidham is a QB4 and Cam Newton's QB1. Like it's like it's written on paper or it's written on their jersey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. How did you get to this point where camp, you're all in on Cam Newton now versus finally hopping off the Jared Stidham train? I'm not off the Jared Stidham train at all. And and the thing is this, Jared Stidham was the quarterback that beat out Brian Hoyer in 2019, who had a great preseason. But whatever he's gonna, he backed up Brady the entire year. And you can comment he throws, he throws a pick six. I don't give a shit about that stuff, right? But in 2020 and offseason, whether it's Stidham himself and just the situation he's in, he got hurt. He never really had a fair chance last year in preseason. He never got first of all, they never had preseason games anyways, and he got hurt. They say that year two in the NFL is so crucial for development, and Stidham didn't have that last year. So I am, as an individual human being, myself as Brian, am rooting for this man, Jared Stidham, because he has an opportunity in the NFL to be a quarterback. The second they drafted Mac Jones, I knew it's like, this guy's got no shot. Let's see what happens. I want to say this with Jared Stidham and his like little injury update, because out of nowhere, the start in training camp, like the day before he goes on the IR, like they say, oh, he's having seven surgery. And the guy who's been following him the longest time, the most in depth, I saw that and I thought, that's a little strange. That's a little strange. And I'm telling you guys this out there. Something's going on in the background that isn't made public yet. Spike has his hands on it and I can't say anything yet, but there will be news about it eventually. And it could be this year. It could be next year. We'll see what happens. But I just, there's something in that background when it comes to Jared Stidham and he still never got his fair chance. As a individual that has supported Mr. Stidham, I hope they just cut ties and he just gets an opportunity elsewhere because you know that there's no room for him anymore. They got room for him in uh, Houston now. Or Indianapolis. <laughs> or, you know, out somewhere else. I don't care where it is, right? right? And wherever Stidham goes, you do the Kemba thing, I'm supporting Stidham wherever he goes because I just think that this kid did not get a fair shake with the New England Patriots, whether that's his own wrongdoing. Because, again, it's two sides. It's, it's his own wrongdoing because I've seen it and the Patriots' wrongdoing. The Patriots have something going on behind the scenes that he's being held back on purpose. I'm just saying that now going forward. So the timing, the timing of this is funny because Stidham gets hurt. So there's three quarterbacks. It's, it's Cam Stidham and Mac, right? Whether you want to put Stidham as QB4, I don't care. Stidham is supposed to get some valuable rep time. The second that Stidham's out of second Stidham's out of the equation, it all goes to Mac Jones. Like that's more reps for Mac Jones. That's more reps to get him going. If Stidham was in this equation right now, he'd be getting some of those first team reps. In in an ideal world, in an ideal season, Cam Newton's going to be starting and finishing games. Yeah. So it just, so I'm just looking at it as they just took Stidham and just picked him out and said, we're slapping you on the IR for 12 weeks. We'll just let you sit for the year. Nice. Like that's what, that's what it feels like because you still have Stidham for two years anyways. Cam Newton, and we we got to wait and see. Can Cam Newton start and finish for the entire season and get signed for right. another year? I think so. Do you let Mac Jones develop for another year? I think so. 
Or do you have Stidham come back and be the backup to Mac Jones? I think so. There's a lot of question marks for the yeah. future. But the timing of this Watabi, Jared Stidham, he's hurt. He's on the shelf. And you got a fun. clean slate. You got to go all in on Cam Newton. He's your quarterback one. That's it. There's no more competition. I think we've I, I still think that Stidham could have beat out Cam Newton for the for the job week one. I still believe that. I really do. And I'm gonna say, and I'm no, only I... saying that, and I'm I'm only saying that right now with Tabby because over the last three or four days, Mac Jones has looked better than Cam Newton. Cam Newton has looked pretty bad to the point that it could have gotten to the point where they said we're starting Stidham. Mac Jones is the backup. They're, they're, one no, of those guys had to go. Never, one of those guys had to go. It would never come to that in whatever universe you're looking at. It would just never saying. come I'm to just a saying. third string. Well, guy. you know what, Watabi? There's things going on in the background, and when the time comes, <laughs> I will have that information, and I will make. Babs, it- we've gotten to the point where we talk about him every week. Where it's you're not going to hear, and you're not, not going to hear about him like every Jared week. Stidham. It's you, you, we've gotten. You to said we. You said only go two minutes on this, so we're going more than two minutes for Stidham. I, I just got to get, I got to get my input on it. I think I'm to the point with Stidham where I'm okay. If he's still on the team, I'm just at the point where I'm anti Jared Stidham. Like I, I, I'm not going to support him anymore. We can have that, that uh, yin yang little water, uh, water versus fire thing here. Now he got to go. I will say this. Cause he bunts. Jared Stidham, the Jared Stidham family, everybody out there, Stidham stands. They still know I support him. Oh, yeah, good people, good people. They understand, though, that Spike King has an account to run. Spike King is for the people. Spike King is a hype king, and he's there to support Cam Newton. We got to focus on the season as a team, T-E-A-M. You saw my little video. I said, this is a clean slate. This year is about forgiveness. Like Kyle Van Noy, I forgive you. I forgive you, Kyle Van Noy. I know I said names. I got his jersey. I can wear that one again. I won't repeat those names of what I called you. I've said some bad, bad things that made you upset. I'm, I'm back in on it. Uh, you, I'm you back in him, on you. You called him a cokehead, I think. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat what I said because then <laughs> someone's going to take that screenshot and put it out there, and it wasn't, it wasn't the C word. You it call, was the P word. Uh, yeah, uh, something like that. It the, but It was the P word. I remember yeah, – I know that you were at all these training camps, and I remember I, t- I texted you for an update on camp because I'm not there. I'm obviously not there. I'm not going to New England Patriots training camp. And you had, like, the friends and family pass. You got to hang out, uh, see all the players come right up off, off the field. But th- the time I texted you, you said you got kicked out. How would that happen? What happened there? I got kicked out twice. What? Twice? Two times in four days. Babs. Let me tell you, Let me set the scene up, guys. And this is me being real. So 2019, I had friends and family passes through a player. I'm not going to start ratting names out. I got a pass through a player to be in that area down there. Now, some players like spiking, some don't. That's fine. If you're Dante Hightower, you probably don't like me. I wore the eye black. I had the belt. Dude, I have pictures. Nikhil Harry, Gilmore, sorry, Jacob Johnson. We, we Ride the Wave Media had the first interview with Jacob Johnson. Jacob. Uh, thanks to Dan Shea. Yeah, you do. Yeah, call him Jacob. Jacob. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> so listen, the Pats saw that, and I think that, that I was on their radar. Hand? What is that? I was. I, I have full chapstick. Ah. I, that, 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 that was on their. I was on their radar at that time. 2020 comes by and goes. That no, no one's going anything. First day of training camp. I have passes down there. Now, I've said this. I'm not doing the eye black. I'm just kind of being somewhat low-key this year, right? I got passes. I have legitimate wristband passes to be in that area. And that's when I had some great videos of everyone walking out. 
I was right there. Mac Jones, I have a crystal clear. I hate uploading stuff when you're there. It doesn't come yeah. out clear. I have a crystal clear video of Mac Jones. First day, training camp, walking out. I was told this from GRD. said some of the media was pissed off because they saw that I had a better view than them. <laughs> I swear to God, someone said something to somebody. You rattled. While I was there. You rattled and, rat- and, and they were like, what is he doing over there? And they came up to me and said, I want to see your wristband. And I said, here's my wristband. I got this through a player. They said, this is a family and friend section. And I said, I have friends on this team, in this organization. And I, I, I it's and with it, people out there. I've been doing this like social media stuff since 2017. It's not like I just like, you, you meet people, you meet players, yeah. you do charity, you do work with them, you you promote them, you, you, you go to autograph signings, like you become friends that you talk to them, right? right? So whatever, they let me stay there. And then eventually they said, okay, you got to get out of this area and you have to go sit to the VIP area, which the VIP area is just right behind the end zones. If you saw what I was doing most of the week, I was sitting in the bleachers, like into the, which was way better because you had like a perfect view. I had yeah, it's like very a, like a 50 yard line type thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. So I, I didn't take it to heart. Like it is what it is, right? I have a target on my back. This is the kicker. So I got kicked out of the front. Of, I still was at camp. I still was, oh, you know, I, okay. I walked around. I wasn't I thought, kicked out I thought of the camp, ca- camp. I thought you were ca- causing a rush. I wasn't. No. And, and that's, that's the thing that bothers. <laughs> so here's the thing with Toppy. When you say you get have, kicked out of something, I'm assuming the worst I, immediately. I have witnesses around me. Like I, I know, I know if I'm in the wrong or, or if I'm yeah. yelling and screaming. I don't, yeah. I'm not bringing that energy down there in those <laughs> certain areas. And the people around me were like, that's kind of fucked up. Like that, you know, you do a lot for the Patriots positive and negative but you, you do a lot that you bring you have friends you bring excitement but sometimes it's negative and they don't yeah. like that they don't like that so let's fast forward to saturday like i went two straight days in a row i i got great content i was putting things on the live you guys can watch the qb battles i had some videos i was tweeting like i did all that i covered it the best i could saturday comes i got another pass to be in that area i had a legitimate pass to be in that area a legitimate wristband Got it. Like you seen the videos the first oh, yeah. day. I got the golf cart ride. You go up there. I showed it off. I was up there, and I this time around they changed the media. The media now had the closer view mm. on the grass. That's cool. I stood up on the hill, right over there, by myself, not even doing anything. I took a video of Mac Jones walk by. I got a tap on the shoulder, and I'm not gonna name names can't say these things they're li- they're listening they're probably listening right now they got been, spies they, they, I, they, they, I not even spies there's rats out there because there are people out there that just want to see the downfall he this individual grabbed me and said what are you doing here you're not i said i have a wristband i was given this from a player to be here to meet him because the tom priscilla put out uh, the day before that the COVID restrictions were lifted for friends and family and that they were allowed to see him out the field. And that player wanted to see me afterwards. Mm. He says, you're not a friend or family. You're an associate. You're an associate with these uh, players. And I said, no. And, and here's the thing. When this was going on, um, I'm very relaxed because you're not going to win against the New England Patriots. And this, or like, what are they, what are you going to do? Make I, that's a fair. Not a lot of people have one against the New England Patriots. In the last no, not many have one against the New England Patriots. So I'm not going to win against them. 
and I'm not going to cause a scene in front of people. Like it's just a bad look. So I, I just talked to him and said, I want to understand why this is happening. That's all. Like, just give me the reason and I will leave. Like, that's fine. Would not give me the reason. Would not. Mm. And I kind of know why. I know why. And then he escorted me out and I said, what's going to happen this season when I'm getting tickets to games or I'm getting certain areas? Like, are we going to play this game all year? So yeah, no. I had to give up. I had to give up my wristband, and I'm not trying to get players in trouble. I'm and the, the thing that bothers me is like I'm not doing anything. Like yeah. So I had to make a couple calls. I had to make a couple of messages. These motherfuckers in the Patriots organization that hate me don't understand the pull I also have upstairs as well too. There's people in certain areas that you you know. There's certain people that have pulled. Are you the puppet master? Or are you running the Patriots? No, <laughs> but it's just, it's, and it's more so I just want an answer. I just right. want an answer and I live with it. And I got my answer from somebody very, very high up in the new England Patriots organization. Very, very high up. I'm talking number three. That's how high up. And I can't say who it is. The Tom Brady. I got my answer. It says, love what you do. I love everything you do. They just look at you as media. They see social media as media. You post things on your over there. Like, and you're, I'm just posting clips like and stuff like that. Like, the, but here's the thing. Everyone else has phones down there and they post it to their Facebooks and Twitters and all that. Like the family does that. Friends do that. Like they post shit. So they view it as just media and you're there. I talked to people. There are people in the media that were, that were there on Wednesday and Saturday. And I talked to them and they said that other media members complained and they said, mm -hmm. they're complaining about you. You're, you're in, you're getting more access than they get. I had people. You're getting more clicks. You're getting more likes than them. And, but their guess, bosses so, are getting and, and, and like, I get it. Like I, I said this to TT guns the other day, like when we're like last night or whatever, I was like, imagine you're a beat reporter and you write this article, right? Uh, like say example, Mike Reese, and you, you right. he, he works hard. He writes this whole ESPN oh, yeah. article. He writes a whole ESPN article. There are people on Twitter that just take like they screenshot it or they like just copy and paste it as a tweet and then they use it and they get more social media likes and clicks saying, off like, of it. I can like from this podcast alone, I can take your same same quote that I used last year too. You said on this show, out of context, I'll take it out of context right now. Bill Belichick deserves to be fired. You yeah. said that on the show. Yeah. And I said it. Now you could take me out of context. It's just, it's just funny how the media guys complain and I know who they are. I'm not stupid. And I talk to other ones and they're just like, yeah, they're, they're, je they're jealous. Okay, cool. And guess what happens? You kick me out and I got kicked out of the air and I accept the L, whatever. It's an L for now. Cause I'll take W's later. Okay. I go right into that crowd and I got better fucking content in that crowd than you fucking little media members out there. I have better, but like I just told oh. you, we just I just kind of set this up for you. The seven on sevens, the 11 on 11s, those videos that the media, the blue check marks, those people that are not allowed to, more fans rather see Cam Newton throwing to the end zone or the interceptions or Mac Jones doing that. And the fans, like you want to see the fan content because you can't tell people not to record. It's a public setting. Like it's there, out right. there. And I swear to God, I've been doing more on Twitter. Like I told you, like for the last year, I've been trying yeah. to build things up. I had better content than any of these fucking media. Yeah, they might, 
be able to talk to the players afterwards and you write your articles and you get your blue check marks and this and that. There was better video content. There was better, like, this is what I see, like, in front of my eyes. Because when Cam Newton is doing the little handoff to Sony and it's going to, um, it's going to Jacoby Myers and it's getting thrown to him for a touchdown, those media members are sitting in a tent all the way on the other side of the field. They can't see what's going on. So I just like the view that I had, and it just it just makes me laugh. Like, there are people in this Pats organization also high up and down low in the media that want to see me fail. And I had this feeling, I have this feeling with Tavi at some point this season in the 17 games that are happening, there's going to be an, a, a time and place where I am going to be somewhere, which I have the right to be there. Just like the friends and family, I feel that I had the right to be there. If the guy just said, we consider you media and you don't want to be there, then I accept that. I had to get it through somebody else. Like, and it's just, just tell me to my face. Why not give me a media pass then and keep me in that area? If you consider me, if you are considering me media, then why not give me a media pass? So what's the, what's the difference then? Like, I don't get it. I also say, I'll, I'll, I'll put my phone off. I won't record a single thing. So I just, it just, it's just mind boggling. Something's going to happen this season that I'm going to be in an area that I'm, I'm allowed to be in because I was given that access. And then they're going to, someone else is going to see that and complain and they're going to try to strip it away. And I'm going to make a fucking big deal about it. Like this is going to be the third time, like, you know, third strike. Call a scene. I'm not causing a scene because I'm not going to yell and scream and do all that baby stuff. I'll record it. I'm like, if I recorded my interactions on Wednesday and and Saturday, and I was told I should have did that, and I posted that stuff, you guys, because it's, it's my word against their word, right? Right. If you guys saw that, you would have just been like, Babs was in the right both times. Like, the, I, I don't know why this is happening to him. But again, it's the New England Patriots. You got to watch what you do. And they could just, they, I wouldn't be surprised one day, they're like, don't come to our stadium. Like, that's just how it's going to end up turning into. I just don't, I don't get it, right? They so. don't like you. <laughs> I don't like myself either. That's fine. Oh, it's just, it's just, we, we, it, it yeah. just the, the, the last thing is just like you build relationships with these guys on the team. And yeah, sure. Like Hightower's wife was there on Saturday. That would have been awkward. Right. I get that. Like, I get that. I get that stuff. But it's like, I feel like if, if they got something to say to you, it's just tell you just, hold, just holding on to it's just going to cause even more problems. Just tell me the reason to my face and I'll accept it and say, okay, we're going to do this again at some point again, because it's not going to be the last time we get this area. It's not going to be the last time this ends up happening. And it makes me, and, 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 and to, I don't want to say it to, I'm complaining about it. It's because I, it, what's cool about these areas is like, I'm giving you the experience of what the, Hey, this is what it looks like. It's pretty cool. Right. You get this little view and this and that I'm sharing it with you guys. It just, it just makes me want to like, all right, I'll get more access somewhere else or I'll just keep grinding and it's going to happen. Just, Which we'll talk about a little bit just later. Just play for the team eventually. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, too. So, moving on. Let's wrap up Patriots talk for now. I think we should uh, get some record predictions in. Because the, season, the season's coming up quick. Like, preseason starts this week. It does. I don't really care about the preseason, so I'm not really worried for another month. Great, great development for Mac Jones. Like, it's yeah. going to be good to see him out there. And, and this offense needs it. They just need, you need to see it. Did you watch any of the Thursday night football game the other night? No, there's baseball on. There's baseball on for the next two months. So I mean, baseball. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys pulled in a whopping 7 million viewers for Thursday night football preseason Hall of Fame game 
That was five What's million. What's it normally? Uh, they said that that was the highest rated preseason game in viewership since 2017. Wow. That was five million less than what the game six NBA finals pulled in, which was 12 million. Wow. Not, not bad. NFL is the king. Your baseball, I, it's, it's your little baseball volume. stuff is supposed to get destroyed next Thursday. Because of the volume. Like there, there's yeah. like supply and demand. You only get football once a week. I'm so saying. obviously everyone's going to be tuned in all at the same time. You know what I mean? The like, the Celt- like the Celtics, if you were to count like every single Celtics game per week, I'd assume it would probably be pretty comparable. Baseball, definitely not, but. But you look at like all the primetime games, there's you can only pick and choose, you know what I mean? Like every every single um, football game is gonna be televised in your local area because it's the only New- happening once a week. The New England Patriots will be going fifteen and two this season with Cam Newton at the helm. Cap. No cap. So cap. a lot of people are preying on Cam Newton's downfall. A lot of people, these little the you, these little fan pages or I have my opinion and I want to tweet it out. Cam Newton's going to start the season two and five. And he's going to be taken over. I don't get it. Like I don't get this whole, like, cause Cam Newton's starting week one. Like the, yeah. people need to understand that. Right. And I understand that I'm just coming from me. Like he's starting week one, like the, barring injury. So Cam Newton week one, everyone keeps saying, Oh yeah. After the Tampa Bay game, Mac Jones going to start. Right. The first four games of the season, you're facing Miami week one at home. That's a win. He beat Miami last year, week one, with less of a team around him. Week two, at the New York Jets, Zach Wilson looks terrible right now with Tabby. The number two overall pick looks terrible. The New York Jets, that's another win. You know what I just found out about that kid? is He's half the age of Tom Brady, and he's got the same birthday. Same birthday, half the age. 44 and 22. Week, That's insane. Week, week three, we don't have to go through all all seven. No, games. but I want I want I want I'm not going through all of them. Okay, I'm setting the tone. Week three, they're playing the New Orleans Saints, who don't have Drew Brees anymore, who don't have Michael Thomas for this game. They have nothing going for that team, and it's at home for the Patriots. The Patriots are going to start three and zero for the season. So that these truthers and debunkers, I don't. Cam Newton could start the season and have like you know two touchdowns, two interceptions. It's the team that's going to win these games. Yeah. You're, you're going to start the season 3-0, and I'm going to say they lose would the you be worried? Would you be worried if they lost one of those first three games? Would that change no. your perspective? No, I, okay. I, I wouldn't. Because Cause sometimes that, yeah, because that'd be a 2-2 start. And two start but they'll start 2-2, two two, yeah. right? But then let's just finish it off. At Houston, you're facing Dallas, Jets, at Chargers, Carolina. Like the, the, If you look at the schedule and just look at the schedule and understand what's going on in football around the league – these are all winnable games Yeah. as a team because, the, Brendan, this team is better on defense. This better team's going to be better on offense. They're going to be built to run the ball. They're running the ball. They're going to run it down everyone's throat. They're, they're going to be like the, the Red Sox back in the day, how they like start to have a last place finish. Like the Patriots didn't win the division last year. I don't know. I think they were third place. Third place. place. Third place. Third place behind third the Dolphins. Place. Behind the Dolphins. Behind the Dolphins. So why not do the same thing the Red Sox do? Like have a last place season? Well, win the division the next year. Win the whole thing. Why not? It's, it's like 2019. Tom Brady, right? They, they that team started four uh, zero. Tom Brady went to Buffalo and had one of his worst games ever. They won the game. They still won the game. So like, 
that's going to happen to Cam Newton. It happened to him last year, but it's going to happen more often than not now because of the way that they have this offense built around him. He's going to be set up for success. So I say Cam Newton. And once that team gets on a roll, especially Cam Newton with fans and Cam Newton feeling the confidence, that team is going to feed in more into it. I think they're going to feed off of Cam Newton's energy. And that's why I say they're going to go 15 and two. Like my official record prediction. So 15 and two, that's, that's a lot of wins. It's very doable with the schedule that they have around them. And two losses, I'd just chalk it up as Buffalo right. and Tampa. It is a, it is a third, third place schedule, but I just, I, there's nothing that's put me over the top on the Patriots. Like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not as in, in, in depth with the Patriots as you are. Like you're basically uh, in with the media, like we were just talking about, but I'm going to, as a, a fair weather Patriots fan until they get to like November time, Patriots. I'm going to go a very average, like above average, above whatever they did last year. We're going to go. Let me make sure the math is right in my head. All right, you ready for this? 11 and 5 and 1. Oh, I like the tie in there. And 1. Like, why not? Like, it's the first first year of 17 games. Belichick might find a way to, to still have a normal regular schedule before you said that before you said the record in my head i I was gonna wait i'm waiting to see what the number you were gonna say yeah yeah the minimum amount of wins that the Patriots will have this season is 11 you you put it right there it'll be double digits it's double digits in 11 is 11 enough to make the playoffs i don't know sometimes it's not I think it'll it that'll definitely be. be good enough for wild card. It should card. I be don't, enough. It should be enough. The Bills will be good again, though. Like, no, just, I think the Bills are going to suck this year. Really? That that COVID stuff and Cole Beasley being very outspoken. The second that that, that team has yeah. a COVID outbreak, it's gonna it's gonna ruin their chemistry. They're gonna they're gonna for, have to forfeit some. They're games. already they're already tweeting at each other. They're already talking <laughs> shit. And then and then this guy just got signed a hundred and fifty million dollar guaranteed injury contract that, yeah. and he just signed for two hundred and fifty million dollars. You, you don't have to try as much anymore. Right. I, like I just explained to you, Cam Newton has Mac Jones behind him. The leash is short. This guy can't fuck yeah. up. Like, he really can't. Because once they go to Mac, it's over. There's no job security for him. I also say this. If they go to Mac Jones um, and, you and you know, you start going to him, like, like Cam Newton's going to have a bad game at some point, right? And people in the media are going to say, let's give it to Mac next week. Well, hey, we're like, we're four and two. Like, let's just, we're going to roll Cam yeah. next week. Like, I think it'll, it'll have to, it'll be like a three strikes thing. Like you were talking about, like, there's no chance Bill just pulls Cam after immediately. If his first game is bad, Bill's not pulling him. I, I've said this, I said this months and months ago again, too. Like with Tavi, like Bill's also looking at Cam Newton as like, he respects Cam Newton. He's stuck by his side all of last season. Cam Newton's a hall of famer. I don't know why people think he's not like he has, he's going to be second all time in rushing. Uh, yards for a quarterback he's behind Michael Vick he has 70 rushing touchdowns as a quarterback he's like that's insane 35 more than the next guy right and he's a former MVP and people are saying well that's not enough to get in that's enough for him to get in at some point down the line in his career and especially let's see what happens this season Belichick knows that Belichick is never going to get any lip service ever from Tom Brady like he's never going to do that because now he won in Tampa. He doesn't owe Belichick anything anymore. He doesn't need to do that. Cam Newton kind of does. Because Cam Newton might have his career revitalized by Belichick. And Cam Newton, he could be on CBS or Fox or ESPN. But, oh, Bill Belichick and that Pats organization has been always such a class act. Like, this is why. Belichick and the Crafts, that's what they want going forward. 
for the next 25 years from Cam Newton. Got to make the speech. So that's why I say they stick with Cam, and, I, and they're going to do everything in their power to make him the bridge guy for this year. And then Matt can start next year. Like, give him time to develop. Yeah. I just, I just think it's Cam's year all the way through, and I just don't think that Cam's going to be in a spot where he's going to get pulled. Yeah, he's going to end up, or he gets benched, or even that question comes up. I don't think that question's even going to come up. I, I, it, it'll be brought up by the media that we've been talking about, by the biased well, Boston media, biased Boston wanna, sports media, and that's Cam now. How about that? You want to talk about a turnaround about me supporting Cam Newton too, because the way I've been treated down there at Gillette at training camp. And this fucking media going after me. Now I'm coming after you. And I'm calling out for that bullshit again now. I'm calling you guys out. Because it's true. You see these reports during training camp. And it's like, oh, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, this and that. It's like, where's the Cam Newton love? Literally. Cam Newton's had bad days. Mac Jones yeah. has bad days. They don't, they we don't all have bad, bad days. Yeah, we, we all have bad, bad days. They have bad days. They have bad, bad sunburns. Yeah, it's how you bounce back from it, though. Got to bounce back. Speaking of people that need to bounce back. Dante Hightower? Dante Hightower. Okay. So wrap up the Patriots convo. Yeah. What's going on with Dante? I thought he was done. I heard I heard on from your page last year that he retired. Is he back already? Dante Hightower. Thought he retired with Edelman. <laughs> Had a couple quotes today. He was talking to the media. He's been talking to the media. And I found these quotes a little interesting. Pretty Dante media. Hightower says that he's enjoyed every hard day of training camp practice so far says returning has felt like a second chance. Dante Hightower on if having a year off was good for his body. Maybe a little bit, but once you start hitting and getting the shit knocked out of you, I think those great thoughts and vibes go out the window. You realize what you signed up for. Dante Hightower lost about 15 to 20 pounds. Looks great out there. Like, like he looks great. He's getting more leaps up there, able to bat the ball down. But Again, so when you, I'm not going to go, I'm not going back on what I'm saying. Cause once you commit to something, you commit, I'm not doing that stuff. Right. I'm never that type of person. Once you commit, you commit back in November. I was told he's going to retire. I also was told about his pay structure as well too. 12 million with the dead cap of two. There could be some restructuring going on. High tower. Things can change like in between November and whatever, but I'm sticking with it. Like, I just, there's, there's things moving in the background and whether Mrs. Boom Tower says, who do you know? Did I not just say, I know people on the high up that know other things because it's whether it's high tower in November saying this, and then you tie it in off the other side about his pay, things are putting together. These preseason games coming up are going to be very, very interesting for Dante because of his weight. In terms of being hit, he's already talking about getting hit, feeling it again, right? He took a year off, a full year off at the position he plays. That's kind of going to be tough to be out there when a Derrick Henry is running right at you and you got to take a tackle on him. There's going to be a point possibly during camp or at the end of camp that they're going to look at him and say, we want you to take less money. They can cut ties with him. The Pats have $10 million that they can use. Stefan Gilmore has not been extended yet. They are looking for money for Stefan Gilmore. You people out there can say, well, you have $15 million. You can spend. They like to have money saved for the season as well, too, when they have to make pickups or an emergency situation when someone goes down with an injury. And a, and and a trade, trade type. Or trades. Yeah. So 
that high tower contract is going to come into play with Gilmore's extension as well, too, and getting him paid for this year. They need, they do need Gilmore when you're watching them out there. They need Gilmore out there. They need, I, and fans, what would you rather have? Would you rather have Dante Hightower for this year? Or would you rather have Stefan Gilmore? Brendan Watabe, who would you rather have out there? Gilly Locks. Gilly Locks. 100%. Because they built this offseason around Hightower not coming back. And again, I've had certain media members have told me that Hightower was never clear about coming back anyways. Even when OTA started, he never gave me a definitive answer. And that also has something to do with the inner circle in the organization that talks about it. Belichick's the type of person to bring you into camp, let you play around, let you talk to some of these rookies and say, hey, what are you doing? And it's going to come down to the point. Hightower is looking at this. Is it worth playing for $4.5 with incentives? Is it worth it for him? Because he's walking away with two. He's walking away with money. Like he's That's his money he gets paid. Is it worth me traveling uh, away from my son. How about COVID ramping back up again? Cause that was the reason why he kind of stayed away was COVID last year. Blamed COVID it was one of the COVID opt-outs. I'm not, I'm not, and I want Hightower to play. I'm just, I, I'm like, I'm not saying this as like, Oh, you want to, you want to be right. Like, I, I prove me wrong. I've been wrong plenty of times in the past. I stick. The difference is I stick my neck out when I know something and hear something compared to other people who rather sit on it. And this, and the reason like this that I'm talking is why they hate me too, because I know something that they don't want out there. Seriously. It lowers the straight value. It's just that someone that his caliber, a three times, three times Super Bowl champion, a future Pat's hall of famer, he wants to score on his own. He doesn't want some kid like me to put that information out there. The Patriots don't want that information out there. Everyone thinks that the Patriots all, all pro season now, since you motivated him, I might've motivated him to see, I mean, he lost what he looks good out there, but he's talking already. Body's already feeling it. Body's feeling it. And we're in pads. We haven't even hit joint practice yet. We haven't had the, we haven't had preseason yet. Hightower might be changing his mood again. He's there to be for his team. He's there being a leader. I've, I've heard things at practice as well, too, that Bentley was running some of the defensive calls as well, too. Wasn't just Hightower. So Hightower, like I compared it to Teddy Bruschi in 2009. Teddy Bruschi was on the final year of his contract. He played all the preseason games, and they cut him the very last day. Said, hey, we're moving on without you. This is going to be a very similar situation. Oof. We'll pass. I mean, they're going to be they, – they'll be fine with, it, with or without him. I just don't – he just can't cut a guy like that. I like. I know it's the Patriots. Like it's historically, like Belichick they have done, done that in the past. He's done it. But he's done it. I just don't see it happening, especially for a guy just that's coming back for a big return season. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to just force this guy out the door for two straight years. Teddy Bruschi. Teddy Bruschi for, probably, wait, wait, probably wait, didn't. They, probably they didn't, didn't force him out last year. Hightower stayed out last year. Right. On his own. He he stayed out on his own. Right. I, 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 I'm not going to say this. It, it could get, it could get dicey. It could get dicey. I will say this. Like, like just be and fans that are listening to this right now, be logical for a second. I just told you, what would you rather have high tower or you have a high tower or our Gilmore, right? That's one, right? Just think about this. High tower is going to get paid $12.5 million this year. That's his money, rightfully so. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion. But if you cut Dante Hightower tomorrow, the New England Patriots have been added $10 million on their cap space. 
Don't you feel as a business move, you might go to Dante Hightower, who stepped away from your organization last year. He didn't want to be in the trenches at seven and nine. He wanted to step away because of either COVID or his kid or whatever it was. Did he still get paid last year? Well, he gets paid like $150,000, $250,000. It was just like a little – if you opted out, you get like a little pay, and your money oh. carries over to – because last year was his last year of the contract. Now it got pushed over to this year. Oh, but if you're Bill Belichick and company, aren't you looking at it like, well, you, you walked out on us last year. We know what you can do. Why don't you just take a pay cut? We want you to notorious pay cut. We got to use this money elsewhere. We got to extend Gilmore. We need this extra money for the cap space going forward. Yeah. And if you're Dante Hightower, it comes down to the point where you already in November, again, in November is different from July and August. It's cold. Everything hurts. I more. mean, it's too, and also once you put something out there, you stick with it. You can't because changing your mind and flip flopping and all this and that's no, you, you once you say it, you say it like that's what's reported and that's what it is. And there was other ties around it at the time, too, especially with the pay. They was keep harping on people with, yeah, we'll see what happens when it unfolds. I'm excited for the Patriots season. Like, I, I, it may not appear that way, but it's it can't be oh, worse than it was last year. It will be, it will be exciting. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. the first preseason game, once that happens and they start, start seeing it out there, yeah. yeah. You know, you know what I'm ex- also excited for, Babs? What we said. That I, that I get to watch every game in here, too. You know what I'm going to watch them on? What are you going to watch it on? I'm going to watch them on Fubo TV. Because, Babs, why would you pay over 100 bucks a month for cable TV when you could get Nesson, NBC Sports Boston with Fubo TV? Get the channels you want with the Boston sports you love for the price that others can't beat. Watch Nesson and more with Fubo TV. Try it free today. Well, I'm gonna be watching all the Patriots games on. Get all the get all the local channels. Put in your zip code, and it works out. Were you watching all these Red Sox games this last couple weeks on Fubo TV? Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, well, was I having fun doing it? Not at all. I know you had a little more fun because uh, you actually got to go out. Not to really? The, the tri- I mean, you got to go on a trip. Nothing beats a, a good baseball trip. I went one and one. Yeah, and you're better. You have a better record than me. I'm better. Better, better winning percentage at least. I'm one and two overall in the city of Detroit because I saw the Lions Patriots there a couple oh, years ago. Oh, didn't you go to the so Phillies I'm, I'm under 500. Too? Didn't you go to the Phillies game too? Soccer? I went to that Phillies game. And they they got eight, eight runs in like the eighth inning. So you, what, what's your record on the season? One and two? Uh, one and two. Those are the only games I've been to. So, I mean, we're both I might not go to another game. game at this point. I think I'm, I think I'm four and six. Not great. But I was, I was talking, I was talking to Tom about that. And I was just like, it kind of going under 500, especially this kind of team, yeah. especially how they started hot for a winning hot, team. Yeah. For a winning team. And you're under 500 watching them like being in attendance. Like that sucks. It sucks. <laughs> like you should be over 500. You I should know. be going to more wins than losses. And what is it? I'm going to the wrong day. I'm going to have to stack the odds. I know at the end of the season, they're playing. I'm going to Baltimore and Washington, which are both teams that are transitioning to the future so they shouldn't be competitive but hope, hoping i can make up those wins there i said that previously on the show but yeah this stretch for red sox has been brutal what's hobby the trade deadline for the mlb was very interesting it was it was explosive. every name that was available went somewhere it was and most of them most of them most except trevor story it was funny because we talked about it a couple weeks ago oh where's right. he gonna go they just held on to him he's the only one that didn't move red sox like what are they doing? They they made a move. Like there were some there were some relieving move, like some pitchers that came to town. But uh, other than that, the addition of Kyle Schwarber, who by the way, it was probably one of the hottest 
bats in Major League Baseball before he got injured like a month and a half ago. And we haven't seen him since. So he's not in people's mind as one of being the guys that's available for trade uh, coming from a team that's not being competitive this year. It's looking towards the future, going to build around their other young stars. Kyle Schwarber's a huge bat. He had, I want to say he had six home runs in, in a week uh, earlier this year. And you're adding that lineup or you're adding that bat to a lineup that's been struggling this last week. Like we can't look at this week in, in Red Sox baseball, even though they're losing to garbage teams like Detroit. It's a bad week in what's otherwise been a great season. And the expectations, you have to look at what we expected them to be this year versus where they're at. Everybody, all the media, uh, a lot of the fans, nobody expected this team to, to overachieve like they have this year. This was supposed to be another bridge year. Alex Cora's first year back, get the team where it's supposed to be. Um, Bloom's uh, second year and get the team where it's supposed to be. But was supposed to go be like 82 and 82 or 81 and 81 like this team wasn't supposed to be above 500 if they were it's going to be by a game or two and here we are second place in the the AL East two games back from from Tampa Bay but you they made said that Detroit's a trash team they, they've been they've been actually pretty hot though of late the, Detroit's been one of the best teams since the trade deadline yeah yeah, yeah. and they showed it against the since the all-star break really but adding Kyle Schwarber like you need that bet now, not right. for later. Just like just like Chris Sale. Like you need Chris Sale now. Right. Like, but that's it, it, the good news is you look at the stretch the Red Sox have had right now when they're struggling. What areas are they struggling? Literally everywhere they're struggling. They're struggling to hit the ball. They're struggling to play defense. They're struggling to pitch. They're, they're, their starters are struggling to make it through five innings right now, which is unbelievable. I You have two guys coming back. You look at the, the two pitchers that are coming to – enter the rotation, the five-man rotation for the, the postseason and, and Chris Sale and Tanner Houck, that's going to be great for them down the stretch. So I didn't watch the Rays series. A little bit busy those few awful. days. It was bad. So I didn't watch it. I didn't go to Detroit the first game. I went the second day. And they won 4-1. to one. One. Erod carried that team with 10Ks. Good to see that. That, that was a great – Turnaround game. Great, great I don't think it's be like a full turnaround because he's had an otherwise negative season. But it was great and, to see him get some K's against the. And it was a it was a pretty close game until they just broke it open. It was like a two run shot, back to back home run. So it ended up being yeah. three runs right there. You went four to one. PK and Jaron Duran. So when we went to the game on Thursday, that one o'clock game, you feeling yourself? Okay, socks. Yeah. That's the time to turn yeah, around. Coming off a win. The first thing I texted you was. Why did they do BP in the morning? The day There's game. There's no BP going on. You never play, you never BP during the day game. But I just feel that a a team that needs to get those extra swings in should they should be doing P, BP in the morning. And what you see on the field, like there's like you have that. They were doing uh, BP the night before, like before the well, game. Well, you have that game. BP on the field, but there's also cages down in the clubhouse that you don't. I see. want it on the field. Yeah. I want it in front of the fans. Yeah. Let me tell get you some something. Souvenirs out. I sat second row. We had right on the on-deck circle. First of all, Tom Hallway just fucking keeps yelling at every single player on the on-deck circle. And I told him, shut up. Like, dude, like, they're, they're focused on the game. <laughs> like, like, you can talk to him later. Like, just let him focus. I kept looking into that dugout because I had a crystal clear view, which I wanted to do tunnel time, which didn't exist. Like, I wasn't going to be able to get anything for that because they didn't, they, didn't they, didn't, they didn't really do anything for offense. Yeah. Just watching them in that dugout, Seems like they are lacking chemistry in the now. 
Well, I, I wouldn't say it's chemistry. I've, I want it, If I were to say something that's been missing, it's been the belief the last week. Like okay. the first first hundred games, you you look at them and say like, you see all the come from behind wins and like, oh, this Sox team, they're gonna win this game. Like you look at them, they're down three runs in like the seventh eighth inning. You're like, this team could pull it out. Like they they could, they could find a way to win this game. But you look at where they're at now and where uh, Heim Bloom doesn't trade for any guys past the deadline or at the deadline. Um, that are going to be like the right now guys, guys that aren't healthy immediately, that aren't going to make a major contributions, like the Max Scherzers, the Anthony Rizzo's of, of the world that uh, were all linked to the Red Sox at one point or another. And uh, you strike out on those guys because you don't know what like the compensation was going to be. Like this Red Sox farm system has been developing the last three years and we have the ability to, to get those guys, but we don't want to like risk the future of the team like five, six years from now and the pieces that are going to be the core of the lineup uh, way down the line that we really can't see yet. Uh, and that's what Dave Dombrowski would do. Like, like you were talking about earlier, selling out for a championship, he would send all those prospects out. That's how we got Chris sale in the first place. Um, so we're building a, a culture in Boston right now. The Red Sox are doing something that's preparing them to, to win right now in getting these bats like Kyle Schwarber that are going to help you in the, the near future. Uh, but not immediately. And then you're saving those prospects. You're not sending them out for another team that's going to be competing against you in a few years to get a guy for right now. You're saving those prospects for the future of the team, which is very, very important in baseball, more, more so than other sports. Yeah, but when you look at the New York Yankees. They've had the contributions yeah. right now. Doesn't mean they're yeah. going to stay hot the rest. No. They're, well, I think I they're mean, three games behind the Red Sox right now. I mean, just watching them those last two games, uh, yeah. or the last two days. Uh, um, it was a, they were down three, nothing against Baltimore against yep. Baltimore and they finished the game 10 to three. Uh, last night they were playing against Seattle. You know, they're down two, one, they scored two, two. Then all of a sudden they busted open. It's five, two. Like, it's just, it's the team like that. You just said like, Oh, Red Sox are down. They, they can do it. Now the right. Yankees can do it. Like you can believe into the Yankees. Yeah. They have a deep lineup now, but what I want, what I want to make sure that is very known is that, the Yankees have had a bad season and they've had a good week versus the Red Sox who've had a great season and a really bad week. So it's just the table turned. Um, I'm thankful that we're Red Sox fans because we've had a lot to be excited for this yeah. year. Yankees fans have been depressed this season up until this week. Like this, the trade deadline was the first time I've actually seen Yankees fans genuinely excited for, for baseball in this season. Just in the last 10 games. Kind of Tampa, embarrassing. Honestly. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, six and four. The Yankees and Toronto are eight and two. The Red Sox are two and eight. Red Sox have won one game in their last seven. It's not good. Not great. Not they a can great turn one. it around. Like it's, oh, it's, they, they absolutely will turn it around. It's turn. It's it's yeah. it's early. Like I was I just it's too it's too early to like you know, not selling out on the team. Yeah, you got to make it's, the corresponding move. It bothers me with where they're at. It bothers me. A little bit, and I know why he does it. But like Krab is coming out. This team fucking sucks. This team sucks. They're not doing anything. He did that when they were losing on Thursday. I'd say it's more of a disappointment thing. Like, it's, yeah. I, I will double down on this. It's a bad week in an otherwise great season. Like, like Corey was kind of saying about Thursday, and it's like, you know, oh, the Red Sox might just lay down, which kind of was right. But it's just you're about to try. You, you want to win series. Like, that was a chance to win that series with yeah. two going into Toronto. And now they got smoked against Toronto tonight. 
I think it was yeah. like, what was the final score? Like 11? 11, I think they finally, I think they poured on 11 to four. We had a position four. player come in and pitch. Uh, Jonathan Arauz made his pitching debut in Toronto tonight, which is I, uh, it's also weird. We're, we're actually playing in Toronto right now. The first time in like three years. It's good for that, that, that city to get. Yeah. They, Red Sox haven't played in Toronto since 2019. It's 2021 right now. And this is the I, last time we play the Blue Jays this year. I also witnessed the end of Perez Day. That's it. Thank, thank God. <laughs> thank uh, that's it. God. That guy, that guy, man, like he's a, just one of those regular, like average pitchers in baseball. Like he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. He's not going to be the worst player in Red Sox history. He's just one of those guys that comes in as, is average or worse. So you're just hoping for average and maybe only allowing two or three runs. He pulled him after an inning and a third. Why he got four uh, outs? Yeah, it was like only like thirty-five or thirty-seven pitches. Um, he pitched tonight too, so back to back. Valdez, like, why don't they? Why don't they get him more involved? They, I feel he's, like they pulled him out, and then all of a sudden, like, it would end up being. He's going longer than the starters have this week. He's he, going. He should be. He should three be getting four innings right now. He's just mowing guys down right now. I think he got nine outs. Why not just keep him in? At that he's, point, he's, he's had a really roller coaster career with the Red Sox so far. Like he's had his moments where he's been great, but it's not consistent. Like he's his last two outings have been great against the Yankees and then now against the Detroit Tigers and getting out of some situations. So I think if he comes back out again, might it might not look as pretty as the first time. I, I don't know if that's like a a confidence thing or his his stuff's just not there every other uh, start. Um, or appearance, I should say. Um, but Phillips Valdez, he's good. We were, we were, we were backing him. He got out of a bases loaded jam with only giving up one out. Perez, Perez gave him bases loaded with one out, and, and, and uh, Valdez only let one runner score. The one thing I'm just nervous about is you have Toronto for another three games in the next two days. And then they're, they're looking to catch up, too. They're, and you, have, and you go and have Tampa. You're yep. home, but you have Tampa. This month is all division. And then you have the Orioles, which could be a little break. Yep. And then you have the Yankees. So it's just like this stretch of games coming up. We you, you need to you right. need to go over five hundred. You need to go over five hundred. We need to just get back I, to five hundred. What's hobby? This could be the dog days of the end of summer, where it's just they they could go on a humongous skid, and then it starts getting out. The, of this is the skid. They're they're coming out of the skid now. I they should have came out of the skid. Against on Thursday, should have been like against that's Detroit. that's when they should have came out of it. But because then when you lose back to back games tomorrow yeah. and a double header, well, how are you feeling? Well, if they lose both halves of the double header, I'll be I'll be a little concerned. But you just got to win one. That's the way. It's the way that's double headers work. You win one. Yeah, win seven innings. You can throw the next game if you have they to. You win Sunday. So, the Red Sox will be all right. I'm. I will tell you again. I will say that my. Quote tonight, it's a bad, bad week in an otherwise great season. Have you ever been to Detroit before? I have. I've actually been twice. Comerica Park? I've been. So that was one of the stadiums I went to last summer when none of the stadiums were open, but I got to watch uh, BP and some some live practice from the – if you were looking – you've probably seen it. But out in left field, there's that parking garage. Yep. I just stood up and watched the game up on <laughs> – 
top of that garage and they didn't let fans in yeah there's a restaurant up there like, too that like a, a patio and stuff yeah. there's certain areas that you can see into the stadium there. yeah a lot a lot a lot of those tall buildings because they're right across the road but it was the the white Sox, white Sox and uh tigers so you've never been awesome. into the stadium never been into the, i i've been into the the team store that was open i always say this about these these stadiums I, it's nice right yeah it's like Fenway is so cramped. Like every time that you go to these other stadiums, no matter where you go, the concourses are large. Like you, you ever had breathe, a, a you're able to move around. Like, just, Fenway's all cramped. And that was one of the most crammed I've ever been was I, it was game one of the 2018 world series. And there was the thunder delay. And it was like, the game was barely delayed, maybe like 10 minutes. Um, but everyone was already like starting to find their way to their seats, like 20, 30 minutes before first pitch. And there's a thunderstorm rolling over Fenway at that very moment. So we're thinking like, game one even going to happen? Like what's going on? Are they going to have to postpone it? Uh, but it's hard because it's like the postseason schedule has been set in stone already for like three months. Um, but when everyone comes out of the, um, the, the concourses at Fenway and into the, the, the stands or comes out of the stands into the concourse, that's when you realize how small Fenway is outside the seats because then everyone is just packed in there and it's, it's hard to even maneuver. It's hard to get around. I've been, I've been one of those people that, I mean, I don't go to every single game and I understand the history of Fenway park. I'm, I'm still one of those people that, you know, maybe if the Sox didn't have the history that they do, especially in the last 20 years, they might've had a new park by now. No, there's no chance. I don't know. Like I just, I feel, okay. So if they never won a world series, I'm saying like, like the Oh four never happened. That's still it's still a historic stadium. Yeah. It got what the Fenway's in like the historic society. Yeah, it's just, it's just like tough, man. Thirty years ago, you go to these other places, but, but then when I'm at the Tigers game and like and the people in front of us, oh, love Fenway Park, beautiful yeah. stadium. Everybody, like, no one's gonna say they hate Fenway Park unless they're I, from the Bronx. I'm not. I don't hate Fenway Park. I just I just wish that Boston had a more like spacious stadium for my wide body. When you go to when you go to as many stadiums like me, you see like the pluses and minuses of all these other stadiums. Like, oh, they're all modern and fun, and they got all the the bells and whistles. But you go back to Fenway, it's like it's like, really an old, it's like an old it's Cadillac with the white walls, convertible, top down. You know, don't have to drive wicked fast. Just take it slow. You know what I mean? Just fun. Like it's it's classic, coasting. You know what I liked in? I'm trying to remember things in Comerica. I didn't really go in the out. Like it's a Comerica's a big park. Like it I don't is. know, I don't know if you noticed it on the TV, but like the amount of triples that were hit in that series were oh yeah, three yeah, or four triples in that game. Yep. Like not even just like hustle triples, like just stand up triples, balls just rolling around in the outfield. They have a carousel in there too for kids. Like I saw in the that. stadium, in the stadium they have a carousel. They have like a whole kids area and stuff. It was cool. What? Did you ride it? I was zooming. Like I was, I was zoinked. I was just <laughs> zoned in for, for zone I've been, laser focus. I was been, I was laser focused for two straight days. Yeah. I, I, that's why I was up for 30 straight hours. Craziness. Are you going to, are you going to try to go to some more Sox games this year? Or? That might be it. You got to get I'm back pa- to 500, Patriot, man. Pa- Patriot season starts now. Oh, you, you, got, you got a month left. Got You got to get one more game and get to 500. Call it quits. I got to go to the champions club. So this is what happened. Yeah. I got tickets through Drew and Mike podcast in Detroit, in Detroit, in Detroit. Yep. I got tickets through them. And um, so the guy actually owns the season tickets. He's in, he invited me out and said, Hey, you're going, you're going out. We're already planning this trip anyways. Oh yeah. Just sit in my seats. Those seats face value, 
$127. And you saw the view I had oh, yeah. down the third baseline. Not a bad view. A little elevated so you can see everything. See everything. Buffet, there's food, hot dogs, nachos. Uh, Those hot dogs you, looked a little suspect. They, it, I left because we moved down like because yeah. the Sox were winning. It's the it's like the eighth inning and there's still hot dogs, like 25 of them rolling on. It's like there. the 7-Eleven, just infinite roll yeah. hot dogs. I uh, My buddy Matt Persico saw it and it was just like, that's gross. Like yeah. just self-service because that's called the Champions Club. That should be some, someone should be serving it to you, right? Like they, they might do it or already pre-made type of like just grab it. Sorry, in the tinfoil. And, and like the, the dangerous thing there is like this buffet, anyone could just grab it. Like Joey Chestnut could come in, just have <laughs> one of those hot dogs and spit it back up and throw it back right on there. And you'd never know. Do you put ketchup on your hot dogs? I got roasted on Twitter because I posted the hot dog and everyone's like, I put ketchup and mustard so, on my hot dogs. Is he not supposed to? I like ketchup and mustard on cheeseburgers and like stuff outside. Like if I'm grilling my own hot dogs, like I go down to the grill out back and I like char grill, make my own hot dogs. If there's any like, if there's some char on that hot dog at my place, I'll put some condiments on it. When I go to a ballpark and get a ballpark dog, I get a Fenway Frank. No condiments. Just fried dog and bun. I guess I'm just not a traditionalist like you baseball people out there. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, I, I want I'm ketchup. Like, I, want, like, I want ketchup and mustard. Like I just, I in, like the combination. In, in some societies, Babs, I think putting ketchup, like, I don't know what societies, but it's like if you ask for the condiments. Baseball society. <laughs> yes. And, it's actually and like, the equivalent. Oh, but like it's, a, it's like embarrassing. It's, like it's saying like this equivalent this to your Asian dog, culture uh, or your Japanese. Dog, yeah, 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 exactly. Japanese culture uh, in the sense of sushi. You're not supposed to be dunking it in like soy sauce. I mean, you are. No, but the, I believe in Japan they say that you're supposed to be eating it without it. Like you, but, it's like a dab. No, like you can. I I don't. It's it's. I can tell you, it's not. Oh, not opposite now. It's not Japanese. I'm. Telling, I'm being told the wrong things. I'm probably telling, purposely. Hey man, you. You need the Japanese info. You come to me. Yeah. But um, it's like when you ask for a condiment, it's like saying this item's not good enough on its own. The way you. So made it. why are they putting mustard and ketchup out then? Because if it, just just say no one can have it now. I don't want to run into the situation where I get bullied because I put ketchup and mustard on it because they left the condiments out there. In if front you of me. want to put if you want to put ketchup and mustard on your hot dog, saw you. I will not bully you. I think I think. There's a time and place for it on a ballpark dog. I don't, I don't got, I don't got time to put condiments on it. I just need to eat the hot dog, man. Like right. I just need to finish these hot dogs, get back to the game. Like I'm, I'm Joey chestnut in these things. And I, I don't have time to watch the game. Like I'm focused on a dog when I've got condiments, I'm, I'm spilling, I'm dripping. I'm wearing a white red Sox Jersey. You can't drop ketchup or mustard on those. It'll stain. Those, oh, that's very true too. I'm, I'm a big. St- I get stains on me all the time. No wonder why. Maybe I should stop doing it. Those dogs were not good though. Ketchup, mustard, no matter what. It, those hot dogs weren't that good. The food yeah. wasn't that good. It's so so. But 127 dollars is a great value. Like 127 dollars gets you like grandstand oh, okay. five and Fenway. Yeah, yeah, in- included in in the price. Like it's included in the price. Yeah, you're sitting up there in the third what, base. 127 side, like, is the price of a ticket and a half a hot dog at Fenway. Yeah, it's and and you get free soft drinks up there if you don't oh, non-alcoholic yeah. drinks. So you got you get all that up there, and they had an ice cream station, like they had nachos. Yep, they had oh, nachos. They had uh, chicken schnitzel. They had kielbasa and sauerkraut. They had um, I, might have, uh, I might have to make pierogies. It was good. It's it's 
So I will say I, this. I was telling you, I was trying to make this trip. It just didn't work out. You would have got a free ticket up there. We would have had no. you with us. I, I will had say free this. Soft if, you, serve and hot if you're listening and you go to Detroit for any sort of game, like at least do it once so you can go up there. Check it off the list. The problem is, is that when you're zoinked out of your mind, you're not hungry. So like I was kind of forcing myself to eat that stuff. And I just, I just didn't care for it. You need some sustenance. Yeah. I also got those tickets like handed to me. There was a reason why it wasn't Detroit. It wasn't just for the socks. What were you there for? I had a little conversation with uh, a few people out there. Yeah. More like one person. It was two people. The Detroit people. Detroit people. They've been keeping an eye on spiking for the last two years. Like, this is the Drew and Mike podcast, but they had this people that know people that know people. So their major radio station for sports out there is called The Ticket. I believe it's 93.1 or something like that. 93.1, The Ticket. They only have two local radio shows out there. Your morning show to the drive to work and your show going home. What are they going to talk about? You're going to talk about the Tigers? You're going to talk about the Lions? You're well, talk about the Red Wings. What are we talking about here? Toucher and Rich. Like, they all stink. Toucher and Rich, they talk sports like barely, and they just talk about what's going on like, and having fun. That's what we do. There is, there is some preliminary conversations as of right now. It means nothing. It's just keep an open mind. This is, this is opportunities that could come. Hashtag Babs on the radio? Babs might go to Detroit and might have his own radio show. Detroit, though. Detroit. So the idea, the the whole thing about this was to have an open mind about switching media markets. And there's somebody that they're keeping an eye on me. They say, we've seen your growth through your social media. We've seen that you have the ability to do podcasting. They, they know this. The podcasting, you're able to come on radio. You have connections within that type of media and sports media, radio uh, and communications. Um, sources. The one pro sources. The one entertainment, it's entertainment radio. Yeah. So like uh, people shit on Mike Felger, like here it's, he's doing it purposely. So you call in and you talk, but look at him. He came from Milwaukee. He's a green Bay Packer guy. He's a Milwaukee bucks guy, but he talks about your teams, but he's always going to support those teams as well to his hometown teams. They are looking at it as this kid can come in here and bring that Boston championship type of mentality and kind of be in that, we are better than you type of deal. And it would make I mean, great radio. We are better than them. We are absolutely. And everything. And you're unbiased because you don't, you're not picking the side of the lions or tigers. You're just going to call it down the middle because that's not your team. That's what I see out of it. We want to bet against all of those teams because there's a lot of value there. This they isn't something team. now, if this was 2019 Babs, I probably would be like, I'm, I'm going there tomorrow. Yeah. And taking the opportunity. Because this is 2021 Babs, and there's so much other stuff in my life going on that are very, way more important than this. Yeah, you get uh, married. Marriage will be coming up uh, in a couple of years, 2023. Uh, I mean, the kids, they're coming up for their one year birthday wow. and, uh, the, on the 18th. So, th and they, they know it. They know. It's just, you're still young. And in yeah. five years from now, you're still young. In 10 years, you're kind of still young and you still bring a demographic that's now you, you start hitting certain demographics yeah. as well, too. Just keep doing your thing and keep an open mind. It might not be Detroit. It could be other ways, but there's, there's an end there. So um, I was invited actually to go back out there for Michigan football. They said, well, you come any game you want to come to for a home game, we bring you out there. 
uh, everything will be taken care of. So they're kind of wanting me to start coming back to that city a little bit more and experiencing more uh, uh, games and more of the atmosphere. I will say this for Detroit. Uh, like it's dead down there. Like the there's, Wednesday and there's Thursday, there's no nobody life down in there. Detroit. There's like, no there's life down there. Downtown. And uh, you know, you might be listening and be like, "Why would you want to live in Detroit?" I wouldn't live in Detroit. I live on nope. the outskirts of Detroit nobody that are nicer areas. Like my kids. You can be- you can live in Ohio. Like that's yeah, in Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, it's where my. I live in the stink cold Detroit. Yeah. I go to Ohio and I travel in here yeah. for my job. And you live lavish in the countryside. Um, there are plenty of people in in sports media. Example, Courtney Fallon, we had her come on here one time and she talked about how she went down to Miami and she worked down there for a couple of years to cover the heat. Like sometimes you have to move around um, because this market in Boston is so hard to get into and they don't want some loudmouth SOB who the Patriots hate and has a taco yeah. ball tattoo they kick to, you to, out be, when to, to, to be in job. here. To, yeah, they don't want they don't <laughs> want this. So you go make it somewhere else and it, it all depends on how it works in family is the most important thing like family and you can't just uproot your entire family to detroit michigan yeah no one wants to get uprooted to detroit but i will say this with tabby like it's kind of a cool like it gets your mind just thinking for the future in terms of where do you want to go in five years or ten years like in doing your plan the fact that there there's eyeballs like there's hey we're watching that you have a resume you built it like maybe get maybe in the next couple years the two-year window or three-year window Get some of this done. Start doing this more often. Uh, start finding some certain certain consistency. Right. Um, but I think it was a cool uh, conversations that we've had and kind of talked it out. And I threw out some ideas and my vision as well, too. And it works. I mean, um, what happens with those radio shows? Because we're used to this. If you have the 98.5 The Sports up here, right? Monday through Friday, it's four shows a day. It's the morning show from, it starts at 6, 6 a.m. or 5.30 yeah. in the morning. It goes all the way to midnight. And then for that five-hour window, it gets preempted by Fox Sports, which is out in L.A. Most of these cities, and most of these cities across the United States, most of them are two shows, and the rest of the day is Jim Rome or whoever's, you know, Colin Coward. It's just preempted by Fox Sports. So a lot of these cities are, and again, they might not have the same money and, and viewership as well, too as Boston, but there's opportunity out there to like get your own show. And because yeah. what actually happens, and I've noticed this and they said this fans want more shows out there. Like they want to listen to sports. They want to hear talking more about sports. Uh, it's out there. It's just that stations can't find either the sports personalities for it. Um, or, or they don't find it worth it. They, you need to not anybody can do radio. You have to be able to be entertaining. You're able to handle it. Engaging. Yeah, get people to talk, get people interested. So maybe, maybe in my short term, I have to find somewhere here in the Boston area and try to get my foot in, like somewhere ninety-eight-five. Hello, like just to get your foot in and and do a little bit more before you branch out elsewhere. I yeah. also am saying this, and nothing could happen in the future, but it, it's cool that there's it gets you going. It's cool that you just keep working at it. So and see that those opportunities begin to like find their way to you. I, I, I'm still adamant about just staying here. And I know, I think Barstool's coming back eventually. And I think that's just. I thought they be, already were. were they, are they not? I, dude, this, well, there's so much stuff that keeps going on with Barstool. Yeah. Like they just did the two new sports books that are opening up. And then uh, they're streaming games. I guess he's having an announcement tomorrow or the next day. Like they're going to start streaming one of these four major league sports. He wouldn't say what it is. I think it might be the NBA. They'll start doing games. They call games as Barstool. Oh. Like, like they, so every time. 
that I keep hearing about. They're trying to go back to cities. They, they just bought the score like for $2 billion. So um, I think they just don't need, they don't need the cities anymore because now they keep going more national and national. So. Right. They're a national brand. We're just a small business in Boston. That's it. Small <laughs> business, but you keep building yourself up and there's yeah. opportunities out there. And, and success comes. It's, it, it's kind of cool because it's not like I went to school for sports communication, broadcasting and stuff. And um, you learn everything on your own. You build your resume. I, I will say this. My, uh, I'm, what I'm happy about right now is how the Patriot season back. And I told you this, like, dude, Instagram and like just doing Twitter and stuff. It's, cool that, like, it's booming. Business is booming right now in terms of that. So you just imagine – from 2017 to 2021 right now, where I built my account, where it is, what's yeah. it going to be like four years from now? If you continue doing the same stuff you're kind of doing and covering yeah, the same it percentages every year. Not mm-hmm. if it, so it's, it's just, it, that's what that, and that's, that's how they look at it too, because yeah. they're saying, you know, this is your trends and your track. Cause they see all my statistics and stuff is this is your trends and tracks. And we see where it is today. What's it going to be like three years from now? If you just continue yeah. doing the same path you're on, that's what we projected to be. And that's enough for us to be like, we, we want you like this. There's something there because that's more coverage now for them. So yeah, uh, it's cool. Same thing, it's cool. Same, like, same thing happening with uh, this show, CB3. We can track those statistics, see what's going on. Yeah. See the growth. Started with that's like three cool. listeners back when you guys started. So that was my whole thing. I will say this, Detroit, we stayed at the MGM. We went to the sports book. Uh, I turned, I didn't spend a lot of money. We lost some money. We lost money. T, uh, T guns. I hit a $40 parlay to win 500 T guns, won 560 separately, like through a couple different bets. Um, we'll go wake up the next day after the socks went four to one and you wake up the next day, you're feeling it. You're like, Oh yeah, you're hot. We, we, we saw the lineup. We're like, Oh, doesn't look that bad. We talked about it. Watabi. We Let's go all in. We were all go, in. Did it go all, all in? But me and Tom both put 400 down each. Yeah. And then you start Monday morning quarterbacking everything today. Like, yeah. why do we do that? Like, one of us should just bet the game. Not both of us. Like, why are we both doing that? Um, and it went to the point where that was a fat L. Four, I was five, sweating sack rounds. out there. Yeah. I, and I think it's because of the Kyle Where's Van Noy curse. I think it's the Kyle Van Noy curse because I wore his jersey to the game. And I think because oh, I, yeah, talk yeah. Shit, I, can't do that. I talk shit about him, he's probably like, I'm going to make sure you suffer. So you are, you are a Kyle Van Noy Patriots, Patriots football jersey. jersey. Football jersey. To a Red In Sox. the city he just left. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not going to go well. It didn't go the, well. The, the baseball gods, they, they give and take, and they definitely took that day. I was on TV. I, most people are at baseball games. Can I, I want to say this, too, by the way. I noticed at one point, J.D. Martinez was like kind of looking at us towards our way, and then I looked. He was looking at the photographer. He was taking pictures. He knew he was getting pictures taken of him, and he was kind of like fixing his hair and doing the swinging motion without his helmet on. That bothered me a little bit because he knew he was getting pictures taken of him, and he was purposely, as he was in the hole, getting ready to go up. He's not paying attention to what's up on the field. That's why I was talking about the chemistry thing that bothered me. Like, dude, you guys are losing 3 nothing at that point. Like, focus on what's going on at the game. That, that bothered me. I'm just saying. The team's got chemistry. I, I wouldn't worry about that. Okay. Yeah. Giants came. Giants were down four nothing. They came back one five four. Right. So like we had, I had, the, I had a hundred dollar parlay. They were game one. Should have lost game one. All right. Sweat it. Sweat the me, first leg. We, me and Tom just sat at the sports book for five straight hours, 
I did wow. not move. I did not move out of that little sofa seat. I sat not even to go to the bathroom. I just sat there and just zoomed in on all these games at the same time. Wow. And, then, and by the time it was over, the White Sox lost it. We had the Astros. They lost Damn. it. The night's over for gambling because there's no yeah. other sports. There's something magical Look, about the parlays, the sports book, having them all on at the same time. I know. It's just, it's fun watching it. So Very like fun. the night, so that the day before he had, uh, oh, he had the Reds. He had the Brewers and Reds, I think, to start the day. And the Brewers had to come back on a pinch hit or something like that Jeez. or walk off. So it was just fun. It was a good time. It was good that we, I, I want to go back there. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back. I'm, there ha- I'm happy you got to do a baseball trip. Cause that's like, that's like what my yeah. entire summer has been based on. So well, Tom's, uh, Tom, it's, it's, I told Tom like this, like, I mean, we were invited for the Michigan game. Then the guy yeah. was like, come out here for, you know, Celtics or Bruins, but like, I, I'm not going to go out of my way for a winter to go yeah. to Detroit. Like it's, I'll, I'll it go sucks. for the summer. Yeah. I'll do summer. I'll do summer stuff. We'll, we'll have to plan year. something for next year. Meet up at a su- su- certain city. Cause I love doing that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's just all about go to time New York or something stuff. together. Cause a ruckus. So I wrote down this in the topic list, booty meat. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on there. You're talking Kyle Lowry? No, I'm talking about like like Detroit, man. They got booties. They got booty meat out there. So T Guns. Detroit. T Guns likes the darker meat. Like Tom loves the darker <laughs> meat. So he is loving the vibes out there. Cause uh he's a he's a good looking guy, yeah. right? And he and he's getting love out there. In a new city. So the plan was if we were to hit our major parlays, we would have went to a little place called Legends Detroit. And you guys can look that up on yourself. <laughs> and he was so getting like all excited. No, not like that. <laughs> a little bit different. He was getting all excited. And when you lose your parlay and you sit there with like $95 yeah. in your pocket, that's Morale all you get left. Low. You don't deserve to go. So yeah. you didn't get any booty meat. What did T-Guns do? That guy from – Two in the morning till nine in the morning on his Love phone, the Olympics. looking up just Instagram booty meat, just looking up Gosh. booties, Detroit booties. I was teaching him, like, oh, well, if you click, you know, the geo tag to this for the MGM grand, or you click it for Comerica, and he was scrolling through all Instagrams, looking through everybody. I was getting why you gotta, why you gotta expose Tom like this? <laughs> I doesn't care, he's not gonna listen, anyways. He's not gonna listen, he's gonna loves the he loves oh, the booty. Man. I, I was I was I thought it was funny. I think I saw one of the fattest asses out there on Wednesday. Like I was like, holy smokes. Golly. Like walking downtown. And I was like, that's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I guess that's all we got time to do is got, got get a little show out there. Yeah. Got a little show. Up in Detroit. I don't know what else there is to do. I'll be back there next year. Uh, oh, we didn't go to Lions practice because we a we didn't sleep at all. And gotcha. it was like seven in the morning. And I was like, there's no way we're going to this stupid Lions practice. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care. I'll, I'll come up to Detroit next year trying to do, run it back. Yeah. So we talked about it this way. And like, we don't, we wouldn't plan like say the like schedule comes out early. We yeah. wouldn't plan to go until maybe the month before. Yeah. Knowing that the Red Sox are a good team. I don't want to come out yeah. there and see the, a crappy ass Red Sox team, which I just <laughs> saw them anyways against the crappy-ass Detroit Tigers team. You know where they're going next year that I know I know you've been to the city, and you, you've got you've got quite the beef with this city from years past with the, the Spike King. The, the Sox are going to Pittsburgh this year, or next year, I should say, 2022, Ooh. in a top-five top ballpark in the country against I, a really I, crap I've team. been to that ballpark once. I'm, not. I'm, I'm, I'm been excited there once. to go it's to nice. It's really nice there. I'm excited to see that one. I actually have a blackmailed a photo of me wearing a Pittsburgh shirt at that place. I was wearing a an Andrew McCutcheon shirt. Yeah. A rare photo? Has this photo ever seen the light of day? Might have to. 
Uh, I GRD has it. Ah, okay. We did a trip. We did the trip when we went to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Uh, We saw Cleveland and the Warriors, and then we went down to Canton the next day, and then we drove to Pittsburgh. We went there for three innings to watch the game, and then we went from Pittsburgh to Philly to go grab a cheesesteak. We stayed in Philly and then drove back to Boston next day. We used to be savages. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. If I was your age, just a little younger, a little spry, like I used to be, I used to travel a lot. Me and T Guns would have went to that Sox game. Probably would have left early because the way they were getting blown out, and I would have drove us all the way down to Canton and went to to that Thursday night football game. It's only three hours away, but the rental cars right now are through the roof. Like, yeah, it's insane. Anywhere you go, it's insane right now. So, like, if I got a cheap rental car, I would I just said we would we would have yeah. gone. That's what I did last summer. Cheap rental cars. No one was no one was leaving home. But and now, are, now everyone is. So. Car shortage. Car shortages too. So it's like the rental cars are, are just insane. like insane yeah, yeah. I, I let's go to detroit i mean like the, I, I i'm at a point too it just explained it like they they want me to co- start coming back a little bit more like hey come yeah. back to our city start making some appearances come Getting more content. so like yeah just come 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 see you know what's like like i want to i've never gone to a college football game in terms of like one of these major college right. footballs like i want to go down to the south like i want to go see some uh, sec football tom is a big uh, Florida Gators fans so I've always told them we'll go to Swamp one day but even going to Michigan like watching a Michigan game That'd there like, one, yeah. it's, it's different vibes so I definitely want to do something like that yeah I know Tyler wouldn't be a big fan of that no he wouldn't screw <laughs> Tyler screw him what no he's, he's having a ton of success he's number one in the power ranking still over <laughs> at Barstool yeah but uh, that was a long show we've been here for a while you probably started the show and then had to go to work had to go to school and you're listening to us at the end of your day now they might they might have they split us up parts. yeah they split us up parts. two three four five parts this time but we're, we're nearing the end here but we can definitely uh start wrapping up i know you your mind's always racing i know that so i know you've got some final thoughts brewing if you want to spit spill those um david Krejci left the boston oh. bruins how do you feel yeah, about man. that do you think it's just He's just one of those up. guys, like, like I'm not. We, you understand that we're not the biggest Bruins podcast ever. Like, we we give them their attention when it's due. I did not realize how long David Krejci has been a part of this team. Like, I I watch a lot of Bruins games, maybe maybe a dozen, maybe maybe a twenty, maybe two dozen or so a year um, before playoffs, and then you watch in every single game. But David Krejci's just kind of been one of those guys. I hear his name every year. I did not realize how big of a part he played in these these teams the last decade and a half. Fun fact: I believe it was twenty ten. Maybe it was twenty ten. I went to my first Bruins game ever. Yeah, I scored a hat trick. My first Bruins game ever. Wow! So that's a feat. Eat that out there. That's pretty cool. My but my buddy's growing up. Uh, college are humongous hockey fans. Yeah, I never went to Bruins growing up. Like, just it, it, it just never did. My dad. There's was a lot of my, there's a lot of good college hockey in Boston too. Yeah, um, pot and everything. My my buddies were very. My first hockey game, it's a hat trick, and they were very upset about that because it's like, <laughs> we never got to see. <laughs> Not one. how it's supposed to be. And then you get to go, and you get to see one. I think the last the last hockey game I went to was pre pandemic. I took one of my good college buddies out there to. Uh, we were going like the main point of the trip was for that Cowboys Patriots game we met up at beforehand. Um, what that downpour that was just a mess. Um, 
but we went to the Minnesota Wild Boston Bruins game, and the Bruins were down two goals with a minute to play and ended up winning in overtime. And that was, that's got to be like one of the top sports moments in my life where it, it was just magical. We had like wild, like one wild fan sitting in front of us in the nosebleeds, um, like all alone. And he was trying to chirp the entire time. And then um, they scored two and then got a power play goal to force OT and then one OT. This guy's just bewildered. Like this is the most rattled fan I've ever seen. It was amazing. But Hockey's fun. Hockey's fun in the right, right scenarios. Like, especially situations like that, hat tricks, o- overtime, it's all fun. Dude, I'm so tired. I am so exhausted. I can't it's, wait to go to bed. That's my well, other final thought. I can't wait to have more final thoughts in my, in my dreams. I mean, I've just been up, the traveling, like, the yeah. non, like just, I haven't done, I, you know what was cool? Um, finally get a break being able to just like go back and travel a little bit. Yeah. Like it's, it's been a while. I'm very fortunate. Michelle like uh, was able to let me go. She wears the pants nowadays. Yeah. So I was able to get it out there. Know, she's been doing great with the kids. I miss the, I do miss the kids a lot. So yeah. like, it'll be good to see them tomorrow. So and then, they're what? 11 months now. Fiona and yeah. 11 and a half. Like, it, like next week, next Sunday, That's is there, crazy. is there, is there one year birthday party? It's their birthday party. I'll, I'll tell you, they, they look a lot more like you now than they, they do last year. Yeah, <laughs> they're growing into their faces. That's yeah. why, and they're handful. I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous to go back to work. She's yeah. got to go back to work, and I don't know what we're gonna do for the kids in terms of who's watching them during yeah. the days and stuff like that. So yeah, we're gonna start uh, running into situations like that. Find a babysitter or something. I'm not gonna be able to go to as many Patriots games as I used to. Actually, here's a final thought: If you do traveling this year. If you're traveling to any Patriots games, you're going to any future Celtics games with Tabby. If you're flying, you guys need the real ID. You need to update your IDs. Oh yeah, run out of I time. saw that it was October first. It's changing. Coming quick. It was it's supposed coming. to be last October. It was I supposed think... to be last October, and COVID came, and they said I've got we'll a feeling it's going to get delayed again. I hope so. I think it's going to get delayed again because, because I'm not going to no get my ID it. updated, and then yeah. it's going to be like Babs. You want to come to Carolina? And I'm, I'm like, oh, you I have to bring your passport. <laughs> I don't have a passport. So now oh, you see, that's the one you got to get. You got to get a passport. I know. Uh, I've been told that for years and I just never applied for it. I just got, I got a new one. Cause I'm trying to go to, I've been trying to go to Toronto since 2019. I was supposed to go or 2020. I was supposed to go for opening day. That was going to be my first opening day up in Toronto. Had it at all planes booked, everything. So I still got that flight credit. I got a book of flight now that the Canadian borders back open. And the schedule's out for next year, so I'm going to Toronto next year for some baseball. When did the when did the border open? I think it opened this week. That's funny. It was like, it was like hours ago, it, maybe. Because in De- yeah, in Detroit, they have Windsor, Canada, it's right there. Yeah, that bridge is right there. Yep. Yeah, and it's like trucks going back. I didn't even think of it. Like I was, just yeah. saying, I thought it was still closed or whatever. like essential travels. It's been open, but like yeah, you okay. and me, like we wouldn't have been able to go last week, but we can now. So I don't. I don't have anything else. I just can say that uh, the Patriots. But yeah. next time, the next time we talk will be probably right after the preseason game. So first preseason, who did uh, they, they play have, the first one? Washington football team, Redskins. Washington football team, Redskins. I can't say that. Can't oh say that. yeah, can't get can't canceled now. We made it this far. <laughs> I got that's my close thought. I got a little like, got some scar in action now too. I look pretty cool now. Yeah, I think it looks. Is that cool. from when you fell? Yeah, that's from the, the accident. Yeah. So still, that's so bad. That full recovery. Funny. Well, you can see see my evolution on the show now. If you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> see see where I was a month ago versus now. I'm a whole lot cuter now. 
All right, we're time. Final thought for you. Okay, I gotta go to bed. I think that was my final thought. Olympics, right. fun. I'm collecting baseball cards again. That's fun too. Again, the tops now. So like when a, an event happens in baseball, something cool happens, like Jaron Duran coming up or Rafael Devers hitting his hundredth home career home run. They make baseball cards for that now. So I get those when something fun happens or like when we travel. Like Babs, if the Red Sox were, did something magical that didn't ever hap, end up happening in Detroit, they'd make a baseball card for it. And you could buy that and like commemorate that trip. So that's what I'm going to start doing. It, I told this to Tom, like it, it's a regular season baseball game. Yeah. But today when you traveled, it felt like the Patriots just lost on a Sunday and I'm traveling on a Monday and I just felt yeah. like shit. Like, like I just like cross country hang. I, I just, I just wanted them to win both those games yeah. and like, or, or just yeah. like, if you lose, it's like, if you lose five to four or like, you know, you, you right. lose on a walk off differently. When you lose eight to one, you lose good. Don't lose bad. The Sox have been losing bad. They've been lose losing good. bad. They lose bad. If you're going to lose, might as well lose good. You know? I mean, I didn't see back-to-back losses, but I mean, you got to see Erod with 10Ks. It's just like, ugh. yeah, like it just that that feeling came back into me of like, I've left the Detroit airport twice already with losses like that. I went in like <laughs> losses like that. So it just yeah, it sucks. All right, it is what it is. Well, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, episode 101. It was a long one. It was a marathon, but we made it. Uh, shout out Fubo TV. Babs, get some sleep. So tired. If you're listening to this late at late at night, you get some sleep too. You deserve it. Get some sleep, man. See you next time. Pause the picture.